Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. God, I love that theme. Yeah, you know? Alvaro did a great job. Thanks again to Alvaro. Again, the uh, notes uh, and links to how you can get to Alvaro's stuff will be in the show bio and all those fun things. If you look down there at the bottom uh, of the, every podcast, yeah. you know, it's all linked in. There's hyperlinks. It's mm-hmm. a lot of work, but we're going to have, have a new hyperlink this week. Yeah, we're adding in there. Oh, uh, yeah, that new hyperlink. I know about that life. Yeah, the new hyperlink is going to be to our Patreon. Woo-hoo! Ladies and gentlemen, we are finally rolling out a Patreon. For all the Pearl Maniacs. Uh, we have two tiers. Yep. Because uh, I know a lot of people who have podcasts. Yep. And a lot of them have Patreons. Because you need to be compensated for all the research I have to do. So much research. <laughs> but also, more importantly, we're going to use this money to hopefully get better equipment. Yeah, we're going to get a better, a uh, better sound mic. padding and a mic. Yeah. We hope I, to... I feel bad that when people listen to this, how pitchy I sound when I laugh loud because I can't help it sometimes. Yeah, well, maybe you shouldn't draw attention to it, though, because now they're going to be listening to it. And then they're going to be like, oh, it's unlistenable. I now do I know not it's... have a pitchy laugh. How dare you say that about me? Yeah. And if you don't like it, guys, don't just turn off the podcast when Mrs. Pearlmania is talking. 
chip into the Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash Pearlmania500. <laughs> Can you tell them what the fun names are that I came up with? Yes. So we have two tiers. Mm-hmm. Tier number one will get you a shout out on the show. And usually during that first segment that you guys just heard us talking about our terrible educational experiences, mm-hmm. that will be where we'll be giving out some shout outs shout in the out. show. And those shout outs will go like this. Hey, hun. Oh, hey, hun. Tier one is hey, hun. And now for tier two. Uh-oh. Tier, tier one, by the way, is $3. Okay. Tier two, the $5 tier. Uh-oh. Two bucks more. You know mm-hmm. what that makes you? A I team do. leader. A team leader. And what do team leaders get to do? Team leaders get to make decisions. They will be able to vote on exclusive polls on future topics that they want to hear on the show. We're yeah. going to try to have multiple topics for both Mrs. Pearlmania and for myself. To be able to give you guys choices of things you want to talk or hear about. Yeah, because we have been getting some uh, emails and inbox messages to Instagram about ideas that people want to hear us talk about, which I absolutely appreciate. Keep them coming. And soon we want to bring it to listeners and say, what do you want me to do my research on? Because I do think it's fun to kind of go in blind. Yes. Although I will say I went in blind with... The topic I'm doing today, and now my brain hurts. Yeah, I um, I went in half blind mm. on mine. Yeah. Now I'll get to my topic here in a second because yeah. this week we're gonna switch it up. I'm gonna go first. Yeah, and uh, and and I went in half blind with like because I was like I know a little kernel. Yeah, and I think you'll know a little kernel of it too. Yeah, but it was one of those things where as I kept reading, I was like, what? And then what? Mm-hmm. So it was uh, it was very confusing. Um, but yeah, so we just wanted to let you guys know about. The Patreon that's out there now. And thank you guys so much also for following us on everything you follow us on. TikTok, Pearlmania500. Instagram, Pearlmania500. If you're not on either of those things, but which I don't know how you found us. But if you're not on either of those social media sites and you still want to send us or reach out to us or touch base with us, Pearlmania500 at gmail.com yep. is our email. And I do say our. All of those accounts mm. are ours. Yeah. Um, except the TikTok. That's actually just mine and she can't have it. But she keeps guest starring on wow. it. Wow. Yeah. You sound really bitter. I'm not bitter. Um, I'm not bitter. I'm just going to say this now as a lead into later. But bitch is bitter. And that will come up later. All right. <laughs> well, after this bumper, we're going to come back with... My topic. Oh, jeez. Pearlmania, 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 500. So, you know how I listen to a lot of NPR? Yes. Like, way too much NPR. It would give me anxiety to listen to NPR as much as you do. Yes. So, I want to put into context Mm -hmm. of why I came up with the topic I did. All right. So, I was listening about uh, police conduct. Okay. And they were talking about how the state has a monopoly on violence. Yeah, okay. Through police officers, right? Yeah. And I was driving and I was listening to that and I just kept thinking about how weird it is that we don't see monopolies as a bad thing because the word monopoly has been cartoonified. When we think monopoly, we think of the board game. That I hate. Yes, that you desperately hate. I despise that game. Yes, and you should. <laughs> you totally should despise the game. And I like am deeply uncomfortable when I'm around people that are like, I love that game. And I'm like, it is the worst experience of my life playing that game. And here's what's fucked up about it. Yeah. It was designed that way. A hundred percent. So first thing, let me just tell you what the definition of monopoly is according to Google. 
The definition of monopoly is the exclusive possession or control of the supply of or trade in a commodity or service. Ticketmaster. Exactly. It's a monopoly. Yeah. So we have this idea. Nestle. Nestle, in some areas, yes, is a monopoly. Water. Yeah, that's what they're trying to be. <laughs> so you have all these different things, the oil companies, all these different things are monopolies, yeah. right? But because of the board game monopoly, mm-hmm. we don't think of monopolies in the Teddy Roosevelt antitrust busting mentality because that's like a a late 1800s, early 1900s. And where the idea of monopolies kind of starts to fall apart, like the last major monopoly we really heard of was like Ma Bell, like the Bell Company before Mm -hmm. that was broken up into AT&T and all these different ones because they had such a grip on the telephone industry. And that was in the 80s. And then like Reagan shows up and we've stopped caring about monopolies. Did we stop... We did. We stopped really fucking concentrating on them because things like Microsoft should have been broken up. Amazon should have been broken up. All these different groups that should not have been allowed to get to the size they did mm-hmm. have been completely ignored because there's been a, there's been an assumption in America, especially when it comes to technology, yeah. like in the case of Google, when it comes to the t- case of technology, that new technology will show up and then they'll lose their monopoly. Yeah. Okay. But again, the only people who really worry about monopolies are people like in the, those like theoretical realms. So lawyers, lawmakers, professors, people in colleges, pe- the day to day people like you and me don't think about monopolies anymore. I think about them. Yeah, but we don't. We're not it's like me. Usually screaming. Yeah, in but, my mind. But but you're not going and saying we need to stop these monopolies. You're saying these fuckers control everything. You're not yeah. using the term monopoly. Which so puts it together. Yeah, okay, I got you. And my conspiracy theory Uh is because the game Monopoly was created. And when we hear the word Monopoly, we think of that little fucking Yorkie and a thimble, you know, and the, the was it, thimble? Yeah, and the, um, And race car? I just think of the little don't go to the jail guy. Yeah, don't go to jail. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there's all these different things, things you think of. Rebranding. Rebranding, exactly, 100%. And the board game Monopoly... I'm going to tell you a little bit about its history. Okay. okay. The board game Monopoly was invented in 1935 All right. by right a man here. named Charles Darrow. Okay. Okay. So he created this board game with the idea of being able to transfer around real estate titles. Mm-hmm. And see, he lost his job at a sales company due to the stock market crash in 1929. Yeah. And he was doing all these different odd jobs. And he was in Germantown when his neighbors were playing this board game that every it was like a folk board game. Okay. And so he was watching everybody play it. And what they did is they had this oil cloth laid out and they had a big circle drawn on it. Mm-hmm. And you kept moving around. And then you could you could buy and sell properties and trade. And it was like everyone was broke, but this was a way to play with like funny money. Yeah. So it made you feel it reminds me of that game that uh we played they uh where like they have like Damn it. Where you have, sometimes you have stones, sometimes you can buy wheat. Settlers of Catan. That one. Yes. Catan. Yeah, it's kind of similar in that same sort of way. Like Catan is kind of based kind of off Monopoly in that yeah. in that sort of way. But anyway, he he saw this be designed and then he went and made his own version of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh and what he did is he in 1934 he sold the first version of that game at Wanamaker's Department Store in Philadelphia. Nice, yeah. Yeah, so you know that which is now the, the Macy's. original department store. Yes, he was selling copies of it there. He then created like a a, a, a smaller version of it that could sell more. Mm-hmm. Uh, the version because this version this game was all over the place. Again, it, it was a folk game. Yeah, you know, it was like the people's game. Nobody owned it. 
Okay. Right? And so different versions would be set in different places. And it was very popular with Quakers and college students. So everyone would always like tweak it a little bit. <laughs> I can't think of people, two groups of people that have less in common. Well, it was Pennsylvania. It was 1930. <laughs> Not the Quakers and the college kids. Yeah, the Quakers and the college kids were just getting Good fucking God. randy. Ugh. So anyway, the version that he was taught, that Charles Darrow was taught how to play, yeah. he was taught by a friend of his named Charles Todd, who had played it in Atlantic City. Uh-huh. So that's why all of the places are named after Atlantic City. Atlantic City, boardwalk and such. Yeah. So Charles Todd came up with a couple different ideas on things that changed. So he's the one who put the red arrow under go. Oh, ooh. Yeah. He's the one who came up with, like, putting a little train in the train area. Mm-hmm. He came up with, like, the leaky water pipe. Okay. For, like, the utilities and the light bulb for the electric company. So yeah. So he's aesthetics. He's here for the aesthetics. Yeah, he came in for aesthetics. Aesthetics. Yeah. And then eventually Parker Brothers uh, bought the game. Mm-hmm. They purchased the patent from him in 1935. All right. Uh, within a year, they were selling 20,000 sets of the game. All right. And then uh, by, I think it was like the 1950s, Charles Darrow was the first board game designer in history to be a millionaire. And now the game is owned by Hasbro. So That's this is the story of, of, of Parker Brothers that Parker Brothers tells. Wild because like... You're right after the Depression. Yes. And the thought of playing a game about a monopoly hurts my brain. Mm-hmm. It's like after a pandemic, playing a, a game about pandemics. Yeah, but imagine... I mean, think or about... No, it would be more like playing a game about the other parts of pandemics, things yeah. that led into it. Well, I mean, think about during the pandemic, like you were playing Animal Crossing pretty hardcore. There was nothing else to do, and I was sad. Exactly. And that was what was happening during the Depression. Mm-hmm. People were poor, and they wanted to pretend they had money with their oh, friends. Oh, okay, yep. So that, that and then, like, the idea of screwing your friends over, but in, like, a competitive but, like, relatable way, where it's like, we're not boxing each other drunk in front of the house, because alcohol's still illegal. We're playing uh, a game. Okay. Like, do you see what I, I mean? It's like, wait a minute, were you at my cousin's house? Yeah. <laughs> Now, here's the fun part. Um, everything I just told you yeah. uh, is a lie. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Everything. Oh, this I, is like, are you saying this is like when um, the rich people are always like, we started in a garage. Yeah, I built it all myself. Oh, I started in a garage. How could you ever say I didn't do this all on my own? I'm a self-made millionaire. My daddy owns my Emma mine. So the, the game Monopoly. Okay. Um, was not originally designed. Like I said, he said it was a folk game, right? This yeah. idea that this game's always existed. Monopoly was originally called the Landlord's Game. Oh, okay. It is actually a work of, some people like to say anti-capitalist, mm. but it's not. It's a work of, uh, it's an educational board game Yeah. that is 100% anti-landlords and anti the monopolistic system. Oh my god. I wish people could see my face, even though I wouldn't show my face. Yes. But like, oh, that's like, it speaks to my soul. Yes. And, and that's he... why I hate the game so much. Oh, you want to even know, want to know something even better? What? It was invented by a woman. You know what? Yeah. A feminist. Of course. Because yes. she knows that the housing crisis sucks and landlords suck. Little yes. Little leeches with their little landlord hands. Yes. It was invented by a woman named Lizzie McGee. Lizzie McGee. Sorry, Maggie. Maggie. I keep saying because just it's just one G. So I don't know if it's 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 Maggie or I I've heard it pronounced a couple different oh, ways. Lizzie. I want to say like you know like Lizzie McGee sounds cool. Lizzie that sounds McGee. real folksy. Yeah. But everything time I heard it pronounced, it was so pronounced is this Lizzie Maggie. Lady invented 
invented this game to show. So she she had okay. So you've heard um, of communism, right? <laughs> yeah. You've heard of socialism. Uh huh. You've heard of capitalism. Yup. Have you heard of Georgism? No. Wait. Well, I think I have. But... Or, or it's also known modernly as geoism. Okay, I've never heard of that. Okay, so Georgism is an economic system, Mm -hmm. specifically a tax system, Mm -hmm. that was designed by a man named Henry George. And now this is the definition. Two first names. Yes, two first names. Got it. And they picked the last one to go with. They they could have called it Hankism, but they went with Georgism. Wow. Okay, this is the Wikipedia definition of Georgism. I'm listening. Uh, It refers to the economic perspective that instead of taxing income or other sources... The government should create a universal land tax based on the usefulness, size, and location of the land. Then, after funding the government, the leftover money would be redistributed to the people. Mm-hmm. So it's a half and half way between like socialism and capitalism. So what it does is you still you still own your house, mm-hmm. but like if you aren't using like vast swaths of it, yeah. you're paying a massive tax. So it what and it wasn't supposed to be re-sent back to the people who are renting because Georgism is set at a time, especially in the early 1900s when a lot of land isn't developed. Mm-hmm. So it's supposed to like push people into land development, push them into usage. He also believes heavily in Georgism while reading through it. There's this whole idea of the conscious of the commons. Mm-hmm. So like public parks. Yeah. No one should own all the coal. Yeah. He's like, public good is for the public. And so what Lizzie uh, Maggie does is she takes this to heart. Yeah. And she writes the landlord's game. Uh Uh-huh. Now, the difference between Monopoly Uh and the landlord's game is that Monopoly is the first half of the landlord's game. Okay. What's the second half? Everything crumbles because only one person has money? No, that's the first half. You're supposed to play it again. And you're supposed to play it with land tax rules. So every time someone buys property, they have to pay to a group chest. And the group chest, every turn, Mm -hmm. doles out money. It's universal basic income. And the point of the game isn't to fuck over your friends. Uh Whoever wins is just whoever doubles their initial investment first. Not whoever's the last person standing in a hellscape full of nothing but condemned hotels. Which is what Atlantic City is right now. Yes. It's 100%. If you go to Atlantic City, it's not. It's just a landlord uh, fucking nightmare. I don't know that all of the people that listen are from the tri-state area. They're not. We actually, there's some people from Canada actually oh. messaged us. They said, you pronounce it weird. Oh, they said I pronounce Canada weird. Yeah, they were like, I, I don't know if that's just her accent. Oh, uh, it might be. But Atlantic City is a ghost wasteland that is terrifying. That being said, if you want to go to a free beach in the summertime where you're going to feel good about yourself, you go down to Atlantic City, you take the train, it costs a couple bucks, pack yourself a backpack full of snacks. That beach is free. You're going to be the best looking person on that beach. I don't care what you look like. You're going to feel like Beyonce on that beach. And then when you got to go to the bathroom, casinos. They're empty. Just go in the bathroom. The where? The what? Did you say the bathroom? Yep. Yeah, I go to bathroom? Wow. Okay. 
So here's one of the things I'm going to show you, which um, may drive you insane. Okay. So I have up a Monopoly board. Ugh. So you can see it. And you ha- I guess, guys, you should see the look in Mrs. Pearlmania's eyes right really, now. really, and he has known this. I've only played it with you, what, once? Once on get, Nintendo Wii. Oh, yeah, because I, I told him from the day one, I just really hate the game of Monopoly because it hurts my soul in a way I've never been able to fully describe until now that I'm hearing you describe why it exists. It just, growing up, yeah. having worked for a landlord in my life, at yeah. one point, like, I know the ins and outs of this exploitation, and so it just hurts my soul to then play it and try to put, like, theoretically put your friends into poverty so that you can come out on top. Yeah. Which is so gross. So, it, the, before we go any further, I'm just going to, you can see the Monopoly board here. Yeah. You've seen it before. You know it, right? Yeah, go to jail. So, again, one of the big things that they really pushed was this is a folk game like asshole, like the card game asshole. Okay, I don't know if that's flip played. cup, beer pong. I didn't go to that kind of college, babe. Okay, I know you didn't go to any college. I'm not sure it was a community college in Philadelphia. How fucking dare you? Okay, yeah, but you didn't go during like when you were 18, 19. No, I was very busy. Yes, and I, I already told you I went, <laughs> and all I played was asshole and beer pong and I flip did, cup. Did not play those. Games. But okay, so whenever you're playing one of those type of games, yeah. There are rules, but there aren't. They're house rules, right? Yeah, okay. And so what happened to Lizzie's game? She made the game in 1906, uh-huh. and it, she sold some copies of it mm-hmm. that she had actually, she and some other Georgists had come together and created a board game company, mm-hmm. and they did sell some copies, but it didn't do great. But again, people saw it, liked some of the ideas from it, and then turned Flipped it a little bit. Yeah. So people's house rules had changed, all this different stuff. And the boards had changed too because one person would see it. They would then go get either oil cloth or a piece of paper They would or a piece of board. Mm-hmm. And they would then make their own board. Yeah. And again, they would name places after stuff they knew. Yeah, there's so like the 400 different types of Monopoly now. Now there there's are. There's like Harry Potter Monopoly. Yeah, yeah, but now there are. And that's because... Monopoly... <laughs> go to went, turf jail. Yeah. <laughs> go to turf jail. <laughs> So, the one thing I also mentioned to you is how he designed all these special spaces, right? Like yeah. the in-jail, the go-arrow, the go-to-jail. the in-jail, that's debtor's jail. Yes. <laughs> in the original game, it is. It's debtor's jail. They, well, actually, no, there's two versions okay. in, the, in the original. And I'm going to show it to you here in a second. But I just want to point out, they make a big deal about how he designed all this. Yeah. He didn't. He paid a graphic designer. So, even that's a lie. Oh, so, God. you can see the board here, right? So, I want to point to you. So, go to jail, right? Mm-hmm. Go. In jail, just visiting jail, free parking. Yeah. Um, you can see a little bit of a difference on this one. I'm going to read you. Oh, is you. this hers? This is her. This is the patent. This is wild looking. This is the patent for her original version. So you can see here in the top, um, labor upon Mother Earth produces wages. That was her original pass go get $200. Facts. That was her original one. Uh-huh. She had jail only as an absolute necessity. Coal taxes, $5 was your just visiting. It was a dual space. Okay. She had a poor house. She did have a poor house, but she also had a public park. Yeah. The public park? Yeah. That's free parking in the Monopoly version. (sighs) See, because now think about Monopoly. There are no parks in Monopoly, right? Everywhere you land, with the exception of Go 
and and that other one, they are and 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 a free parking, which is why you lose money so fast. You lose money, oh, because everywhere you're landing, you're losing, losing, losing money. Yeah. And lastly, she has an area, the go to jail. Mm-hmm. That wasn't originally just said go to jail. What's it say? It says no trespassing, go to jail, because you landed on Blue Blood London, England's owner owned land. <laughs> Yo, so she wanted, she wanted to point out, like, no, listen, fuckers, you're getting arrested because you're walking across. And the thing is, too, is that pu- that that private land yeah. looks the same as the public park because, again, she's trying to build this through people. She's trying to make an educational game. Yeah. So what happened was Darrow makes his game. He starts selling it again. It's also the 30s, mm-hmm. so Lizzie doesn't know this game's out there. Lizzie also at one, at one point had to re-up for her patent because the game didn't sell well, so the patent fell off. Mm-hmm. And then she had to come back and re-up it. By that point, there were so many public versions of it yeah. that she had to redo her patent and make some changes on hers to say specifically that her version, mm-hmm. and the one you're seeing here is from 1924, yeah. that this version is the game. I okay. like this version. It feels like it would help me radicalize people. Yeah, look at it. I mean, there's wages, bank, public <laughs> treasury instead of community chest. Yeah. Um, and that top one there is railroads because yeah. she was really big against the railroads. She was against them? Well, about against their monopoly. Ah. Because okay. again, remember, this is the age of robber barons. Yeah. So she was super into like... This is the point in time where we're exploiting people to build railroads. Yes. And we're demolishing... Like human life and land, and there's the barons yeah. that are just becoming exuberant wealthy while other people are just dying on the train tracks yeah. to build the railroads. Whereas now, if we could only switch to rail, yeah, I know. <laughs> if we could only switch to rail, like, and it's weird to think like back then theoretically I would have been anti-railroad because of the exploitation factor, and now I'm like, hey guys, what if we just built some more fucking public transportation, guys? So. Uh, so that brings us again to 1935. Okay, All great. right. So Darrow has his version of the game, and he sells his patent to the Parker brothers. So he copies her game and comes up with a new background story and then makes his own patent on it? Yes. Can I call my patent lawyer about this? It's a little late. It's a little late. I just want to know what she'd say. Uh, I think she would say, what the fuck? But again, <laughs> this is you remember, though, this is at a time when you could have... The reason Hollywood is in California mm-hmm. is because Edison had a patent and he really only could enforce his patent in New Jersey yeah. and on the East Coast. So the reason why all of film left the East Coast and went to the West Coast is it would take too long to file the patent di- disputes yeah. to fight him about making cameras. Mm-hmm. So like we're at that time. It's the 30s. Like yeah. You could commit a crime and just drive two hours. And then you that crime didn't happen anymore. You just changed your name. Credit didn't exist. There were no FICO stores scores for Okay, that was invented like when we were born. Yeah, 1987. Yeah, we were born and they're like, let's fuck those. Yeah, let's up. track them forever. Make yeah. a mistake, fucker. Anyway, let's get back to to, Sorry, to Mr. Pissed. Darrow. So Darrow mm. goes and then she uh he he goes and he sells the patent to the Parker brothers. Mm-hmm. Now the Parker brothers, now their name were Robert Barron. Um, part, sorry, I'm reading in the wrong part here. The Parker brothers knew of Maggie's game. Yeah. Because she tried to sell it to them. Oh. And they had published other games from her before. Okay. 
So they knew. Yeah. They 100% knew. All right. And they had already created their own clone, which they called Fortune. Uh-huh. And they had that set up while they were in discussions with her. Mm-hmm. So they were getting ready on that. Eventually, uh, Maggie finally sells the patent to the Parker brothers. Because, again, she can't make this, this game can't make money for her. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of snake bit. Because, again, her idea is it's an educational game to press, to push Georgism. Yeah. Now, quick aside, I have researched a little bit about Georgism. Yeah. The weirdest part about Georgism is the fact that basically every economist agrees it's the most fair system ever designed. Yeah. They just can't agree on how to start it. Yeah. They're all like, well, if one guy already owns everything, you'll be finding him. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of the idea. But but yeah, it's it's yeah. It's, it's very difficult. Let's do it. So they turn around mm-hmm. and they go and they have this, uh, they, they buy the, for $500. They then create just enough copies of her version mm-hmm. so they can claim that, hey, we tried. And then 1936, they immediately start pushing the game hardcore, the, the Monopoly version yeah. hardcore, and push Maggie to the side. Yeah. Uh, Maggie then did two interviews showcasing copies of the original board game with the Washington Post and the Evening Star to show that Daryl was not the inventor of the game. Yeah. Uh, I have here... That you know, she got it for nineteen for five hundred dollars. They bought her patent, mm-hmm. which in according to Wikipedia in twenty twenty one was worth nine thousand eight hundred eighty two dollars. Okay, uh, I googled that today. Uh, just you know, remember nine thousand eight hundred eighty two dollars in twenty twenty one. Yeah, that's worth eleven thousand seventy five dollars in twenty twenty three. That's how bad our inflation's gotten. Oh my so, god! So, um, how much does make Monopoly make? Monopoly, I had that number somewhere, and I actually, it, it dropped. I forgot to copy it over, because oh, I I'm am sorry, a yes. fucking idiot. Um, we literally said we were going to do our research. Well, no one signed up to the Patreon yet. Babe! I blame the listeners. Don't blame the listeners. Um, so They're probably just driving to work or doing their dishes. It uh, As of 2015, it was estimated the game has sold 275 million copies worldwide. It's the number one board game in all of America. How? It's so infuriating and not fun. Yeah. I mean, other other fun games. I'd rather play Shoots and Ladders. So, so, Don't break the ice. So here's... Well, again, because people think early on, especially with, with younger kids... Oh, life. I like life where the little thing is... Yeah, well, all those came later. But remember, all those... The big the big thing, the big thing that Lizzie invented mm. is the idea of a circular board. Yeah. Before this, all boards were straight lines. Okay. They were all straight... You, well, you had a beginning... Like the trap. Mouse trap. Yeah. That was fun. It was mostly fun to just build it. Yeah, but 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 back to Lizzie. I know. I'm the the Monopoly circle. Yeah. That was groundbreaking. Yeah, okay. The idea of the, the randomization, all these different things. She added so many different layers to this game that that's where the true genius is, and that was what basically ended up in the public and domain. And capitalism destroyed it the way it destroys all things. Yes. And here's what's really funny, though. In yeah. 1975, another... Uh, sorry, 1974... Parker Brothers sued a guy for creating a game called Anti-Monopoly. That guy sounds cool. Yes. Uh, while preparing his legal defense, he, did, he became aware of Monopoly's history prior to Charles Darrow's sale of the game to Parker in 1935 mm. and how it came from the landlord game into the version Darrow appropriated. So this guy based his entire legal defense on, you can't have a patent, it's not a real game. 
Yeah. It's not your game. You stole the game. That The guy you claim made the game stole the game. Everyone stole the game. And in fact, he pointed out that if you're going to say Darrow invented the game, there's actually people between Lizzie and Darrow because other people, again, t- added and took and put more yeah. things in and made it more Wouldn't fun. Wouldn't the anti-monopoly game be closer to the original? It would be. Because that was his whole point, is he wanted to show you don't want to make a monopoly. No, it's a bummer. It sucks. So, anyway, this court case went on for um, 10 years. Okay. Because, again, at this point, Parker Brothers is such a large company that they can just keep fucking dragging yeah, this just case and, and through. litigation out. It was a 10-year lawsuit. Uh-huh. And ultimately, they settled. Mm-hmm. They permitted him to keep using the name anti-monopoly because they were going to lose so fucking bad. Yeah. Because the Ninth Circuit Court of Federal Appeals mm-hmm. found that Darrow had copied down the rules to the point that he had even misspelled Marvin Gardens in Atlantic City. He spelled it M-A-R-V-I-N. Mm-hmm. It's spelled V-E-N in Atlantic City. Yeah. So they point out, they're like, dude, they, you can tell he's cheating off someone else's work right here. Yeah. The, he should never have gotten a patent. Mm-hmm. He never should have gotten the patent. But the part that really gets me about all of this is the idea of Monopoly. And I want to come back to this because, again, Hasbro owns Monopoly now. Yeah. Hasbro is a massive, massive company Parker Brothers was bought by General Mills Cereal. Yeah. Which was then sold and bought and sold and bought and sold and bought and now is owned by Hasbro, a literal board game almost monopoly over the entire thing. Yeah. And again, it brings me back to my stupid little conspiracy theory, which is they keep pushing the board game monopoly so we won't notice that monopolies are bad. I, You know what? I feel like if you play it, you know they're bad. Or at mm-hmm. least I just I just hate that game so much. What what about a nice card game? What about Uno or Skippo? Like if I'm gonna fight with my family, let's see. The thing the is, card. I don't like I don't like board games where we I don't like board games where we, where we compete anyway. I like mm-hmm. board games where we're like working towards a common goal. That's more fun to me yeah. than playing. Like it's the same thing. Like whenever I'm playing a, a video game, like I don't like going to ones that are team deathmatch. I like being on a team. Yeah. You know? Like the idea of just, it's you against the world. I do like light competition because it's fun to kind of argue with your family and pull tricks. But Monopoly isn't like set up to be like a, uh-oh, you got to pick up five extra cards. <laughs> it's not like that. It's like, I'm going to put you in the poorhouse and well, <laughs> live in a mansion. Well, it's that idea though. I mean, again, going back to like the idea of the 30s is like if you were being fucked over by your landlord, right? You're which now, you were. You which you were. were. Every single person was. Yeah. If you go back to those times, we have robber barons everywhere who control everything. You have all these fucking rich people and they're flaunting their wealth everywhere across the world. It's all the newspapers are talking about. You're literally living in a tent in Central Park in New York and you're watching rich people walk to and from while eating fucking foie gras, right? Okay, don't you want to pretend to be them even if it's just in your mind? And then among your friends, you're the one with all the fake money? That's where that's where Monopoly got its power. Yeah. And today, we do that same shit with Instagram where we watch all these people flaunting... the same thing? 
Yeah, that's why I set it up. It's called a fucking metaphor. Or is that a simile? I don't remember which one. Oh, I thought you were doing better in school than I was. I fucking, yeah, whatever. All right? <laughs> you don't have a monopoly on being fucking stupid. <gasps> Whoa, Whoa, that's not nice. What? I said you don't have a monopoly. <laughs> See how the board game hurt you? You ready to do your topic? Yeah. All right, what's your topic going to be? Because I'm about to hit that bumper. Do you want to hit him with it? Oh, I thought you were going to... I'll just say that I like that you brought up conspiracies. Yeah. Because the word conspiracy does play into what I'm going to talk about next. Nice. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Because uh, I'm not. You're not? Emotionally. You're not ready? No. Well, I'm physically ready. Emotionally ill-prepared. Okay. So. So your topic. My topic. So here's what had happened, right? Okay. We got a lot of comments and inbox. It's because I did make a joke kind of roasting Michaela, right? Because she got, she's getting, in air quotes, canceled on the internet because of a scandal, again in quotes, that... <laughs> she was doing some false advertising. Now, Michaela, she's a, a beauty influencer. On TikTok. On TikTok yeah. and on Instagram. Yep. And she she got in trouble because she was using a lot of filters, and she's selling a new mascara line. No, the filters thing wasn't the thing that got her in trouble. I was just busting butt because she always claims to not use filters, but she's she clearly does use filters. <laughs> yeah, she uses a ton of filters. Yeah, so she's like, my whole thing is that like she's clearly lying or just like not <coughs> being honest and every aspect of what she's doing as a beauty influencer in quotes and so we've been getting a lot of comments and stuff because you know i was making jokes about her about people being like i want to hear miss promania's take on michaela and my take on michaela actually is pretty much that right is that she's a tiktoker she's doing her little mascara reviews doing lip gloss reviews getting her lip injections having a grand old time she got a fake accent whatever the issue that I felt when I was looking at the drama that's happening, and we use our drama, is that when this went down on TikTok, yeah. it sent a bat signal into the sky, and it brought Jeffree Star back from his, uh, crypt? Monta- his crypt in Montana. Okay. And so, I, when I saw that Jeffree Star was back on TikTok, yeah. jumping back into beauty drama... Yeah. That's when my stomach said, oh, no. <laughs> no, he went away. Yeah. he He's just selling yak meat now or something. Like, he, who called him for this? Yeah. And that's when I thought to myself, self, does your husband really know who Jeffree Star is and why that his return to TikTok actually hurts your brain more than the Michaela drama hurts your brain. Yeah, and Michaela, one of the big things was she was wearing false eyelashes while selling a mascara. Which is like... Which is whatever. Okay, but but I will say, before you begin, because mm-hmm. your topic is... Jeffree Star. Okay. I fleetingly only know who this person is. Yeah. Because you watch so many mm-hmm. YouTube makeup people. Yeah. And we had to have a discussion a while ago about all the YouTube makeup people you watch. Yeah. And you finally explained it to me the right way one day. Uh-huh. You were like, it's like the video game guys you watch. You're not always watching them because they're playing video games. You're watching them 
because, you know, they aren't funny while they're playing video games. It's the same thing with makeup people. You watch them not necessarily because of the makeup tips and hints they're giving you. You're watching them do a thing so then they can talk and be themselves. Exactly. It's the same thing as when I see you watch the people playing video games. Yes. And... I'll start by saying that, like, I, I, when I talk about watching beauty YouTubes, Jeffree Star and some of the people I'm going to name in this weren't really my go-tos. Yeah. But I did watch what w- would later be called uh, Dramageddon. Okay. And so I believe you saw me watching a lot of yes. and, Dramageddon. <laughs> and, and an early version of what our TikTok has turned into, where you explain things to me sometimes. Yes. <laughs> that I had to sit through that. And luckily, I've learned as a good husband oh, over back the to years. The good <laughs> I wanted to get back into how I'm a good husband about uh-huh. this. Is I could tell there was something you really wanted to tell me about. Yep. And you did, and I believe it was somewhere between 45 minutes and six years. Yeah. That's how long that the drama getting uh, yeah, explanation yeah. came to me. Mm-hmm. And I sat there and I took it. Yeah. I retained none of it. I didn't. So, think so. this is all going to be new <laughs> to me again. Yeah. And um and and the only thing I remember about Jeffree Star is he looks like a vampire. Yeah, he kind of looks like Voldemort. So, you know when the people are like there's a cabal and they're drinking children's adrenochrome. You picture him. Yeah, yeah it, sure. the Jeffree Star would be not necessarily the person leading the cabal. Yeah. But like the um who was the bad guy from Aladdin? Jafar. Jafar. He would be Jafar. He'd be the vizier in the background with like yeah. a big snake staff. You know what's really weird about the very specific uh, route you've taken with describing him is when I was doing research on him, he's like covered in tattoos and all, but a lot of his tattoos are really weird, including a Jean Benet Ramsey tattoo. Okay, well let's see. That's weird, right? Yeah, that's... when you're talking about a cabal of dead children. Okay, so you have in front of me four sheets of paper. <laughs> yeah. Um it looks a lot like when Charlie was trying to explain. That who... is that is who I am. Yeah, from It's Always Sunny. Yeah, it looks Charlie trying to explain. Yeah, um... it, it Pepe Silva. Pepe Silva. And and it um, luckily there aren't strings attaching no. things, but I, did I didn't see... have that kind of time. No, no, I'm glad we I don't didn't... have a whiteboard i had i still have a full-time job i didn't have time for such a thing okay um the reason i have so many notes is here's what happened i know a general overview of who jeffree star is starting at around like 2016 when he came into my view right so i was like let me write down some basic notes about jeffree star to explain to the husband and then what happened was i kept learning new things i never knew and then i felt really sad and bad okay because it's not good. And there's a whole cast of characters that pop up during this that are also just not fucking good. Okay. And it hurt me in a way today to think that like, and I think I shared this with you, is like, we are going down a weird road with this podcast of like, only studying the worst people. Yeah. And as I was just reading deeper and deeper into the worst freaking people... It just made me sad. I was just like, you know, I would love to talk about the best people, but the the people that are doing good in the world don't have, they're not in the Venn diagram of fame. Yeah. They don't care about fame. Yeah. They're busy driving through Kensington giving out hot meals. They don't look for fame and glory, whereas anybody that's looking for fame and glory is really not altruistic in many a way. Yeah. And that upsets me. Yeah. And those, and if we did an episode about somebody who was really great, no one would listen. No. They might. They, I don't think no, no, so. We'd have to make it cool. We'd have to make we'd it really cool. We'd be like, cool. oh, uh, Mother Teresa's really cool. By the way, she was a sadomasochistic bitch. 
But that's true. I know. <laughs> Mother Teresa was the worst. She was a bad person. She was a terrible a person. A bad person. Okay. Anyway. But back to... Back to Jeffree Star. Who equally I was, as bad as Mother Teresa. <laughs> I was going to say. Jeffree Star, the Mother Teresa of beauty influencers. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's funny because he did like this uh, Catholic makeup Okay, okay no, no, no. Don't, don't do it. No, I'm allowed to tell you it's my turn to okay. talk. Okay, okay. Okay, so I want to start you out in 2016, 2016. When he came into my radar. Okay. There is time before 2016 where he is on the radar of, you know, media and society, but he wasn't on my radar, right? So in 2016, Kat Von D. Do you know who Kat Von D is? Is she a Nazi? There it is. Okay, yep. yeah, see? But other than her being a Nazi, which allegedly she is, Okay. Uh, what do you know about her? Uh, she was like a burlesque girly? Mm-mm. No? Nope. Who That's, am I That is her of? vibe. Yeah, but who am I She's a of? tattoo chick. Okay. She does, she did beautiful tattoos. Okay. She ended up getting her own reality show about her tattoo shop. Okay. It was called, like, something Inc. LA it, Inc. or something. Was she the one who married the guy who was into, like, the motorcycles who was also a Nazi? Yep. Jesse something? Jesse James, who then married Sandra Bullock, I what? believe, right? Did he? I think it was Sandra Bullock. Uh, and then uh, I was all, that was very suspicious. I was like, Sandra, yeah. decisions, babe. Yeah. Um, Talk about a blind side. Well, whoa, wow. Um, I got but also, jokes. Kat Von D uh, became like famous, like she got into fame through the Bam Margera crew. Oh, God. Yeah. No. Yeah, she was one of them. You're talking about specifically, though, Bam Margera. My neighbor growing up. I know, up. yeah. I didn't want to give away your location. No, it's it's fine. <laughs> I live near the Viva La Bam house. Yeah. From season one. Yeah, so... My township had to ban them from filming. <laughs> so, she was part of that crew, and then she turned it into her own thing through her art, because she's she did a obviously a very talented artist. Mm-hmm. Disengaging from p- her potential beliefs about um, the Jews. So, Kat Von D, this is before anybody is really acknowledging that she may or may not be a Nazi. She's just a cool goth girl at this moment. Okay. She has a hugely successful makeup line in Sephora called yeah. Kat Von D. Okay. Every alternative girl, every cool girl that's not like all the other girls. See, hold on real quick. Yeah, I, um, it's going to bug me now. There, I want to say like 2012, 2013, there was like a big burlesque girl. And, like, she was, like, everywhere. It was, like, burlesque is coming back and this lady. Are was... you talking about Dita Von Teese? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's Dita gonna Von bug Teese me. is lovely. No, I know that. She was married to Marilyn Manson. That was probably a mistake. Ooh. Yeah, but she divorced him and she's never spoken about it. I think there's an ironclad NDA that came with that one. Okay. Because after the Evan Rachel Woods thing came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dita Von Teese was very, like... I understand what she's saying, but I can't comment. So I think she had to sign something. I think so too. Okay. But Von Teese and her amazing breasts. Okay. She has the perfect boobs. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, I just want to say thank you. Yeah. Because that was going to bug me for the rest of the cast. <laughs> because again, I would confuse her and Kat Von D a lot. Very different. Yeah, no, but because again. Dita Von Teese, beautiful dancing and martini making. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I remember. Kat Von D tattooing people in AA, uh, LA being a Nazi. <laughs> tattooing people in AA is very funny. Oh, but well, <laughs> the. Um, well, the, she is sober. Yeah, I don't know if she does AA though. Yeah, but the um, but but they they do have kind of like do they have like a similar look? They both have really light pale skin and dark black hair. Okay, so yes. there we go. All right. Yeah, and I'm sure at one point I probably saw Kat Von D was like, I'm doing a 40s thing, and we're yeah. all like, oh, but for the wrong side. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. So, so 2016. Anyway, 2016. Kat Von D goes on the YouTube, 
and makes this video. Apparently she also put on Instagram. I didn't follow her on Instagram, so I didn't see such a thing. But she made a YouTube video basically saying that she was no longer going to be friends with Jeffree Star. Okay. And she she's like a very it's like a very solemn video. She's sitting kind of like catty corner to the camera and she's speaking very like quietly and she's like, I just can't align myself with someone who lives the way he does. And you know, so I have to formally let people know that I am no longer going to be associated with Jeffree Star. Okay. The main reason this is important is because they had been known friends. He had been on her show. She, like, tattooed Kurt Cobain or Princess Diana, some person on his body. He has a whole cast of characters that make no damn sense all yeah. over him. And so she, he would go on her TV show and get these tattoos, and they would go on tour together because he was a musician. We'll get into that. And... She, they were such good friends that within her makeup line that was sold at Sephora was a pink lipstick, bright pink lipstick called Jeffrey. Okay. She named it after him. Okay. So she even said in her video, I will be discontinuing the lipstick Jeffrey from my makeup line. Wow. Went that deep. It went that deep, right? Because she's like, this lipstick sells and that's how much I hate this motherfucker. Yeah. I'm not even going to make money off of this. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So then what happens then is that the internet explodes. Because everybody sees this, and they're like, wait, what the fuck? What's going on? Why, why are they breaking up? What? So she explains in this video a bit that the main reason she can't be friends with him because of his morals, this is, you mm. know, his poor ethics and morals, is she gave him the name of someone who was a graphic designer. Okay. Because he was looking to get a logo made for his company. Okay. And so she was like, oh, here's this guy. He's a great graphic designer. He can help you make a logo. He's like a private contractor. And so Jeffrey meets with him. They throw back ideas. He says that he passes on his ideas. And then he goes off and does his own thing. Very similar to your Monopoly story. Jeffrey creates, in air quotes, a logo that looks almost exactly like the logo that this Mm. artist came up with. Yeah. And Jeff just takes it and is like, no, this is mine. So Kat Von D got word about this man not getting paid for his art. She takes that very personally because she is an artist. Yep. Out of all the things she is, she is also an artist. And so she's going to bat for her friend who didn't get paid for his work. Jeffree Star has his logo that this guy made, but Jeffree's taking credit for. So anyway, all kinds of stuff happens behind the scenes. This guy ends up getting a payout. Okay. And he posts on Twitter like everything's been paid. But so because, of course, internet drama, internet YouTube drama... Jeffree Star makes a response video. Okay. And the thing about Jeffree Star is, he is like, what's that like personality trait that like cult leaders have? Oh, uh, messianic complex. Is that the way that like they're magnetic? Um, no. There, there is a, there is a thing there though. I, I think there is a he term has, for it. He, there's like there has to be a term for it. But like, <clears throat> he, whatever that thing is, he has it. Okay. What he has such a specific personality that like he can pull a cult like following. Mm-hmm. He's like just charismatic. Charismatic. It just yeah. He has charisma in the weirdest way. It's like you can't not watch him when he's doing what he does. And so his response video was like chaos. It was insanity, and it was very entertaining. Okay. Okay. So, of course, me, I'm watching it. I'm like, what the fuck? I have no no balls in this game. I don't care. Yeah. But I'm also just like, well, tell me what's going on. So, 
In his response video, he calls out Kat. We haven't talked in a year. You're not really my friend. Uh, I paid him. You don't know what you're talking about. You're just doing this because I'm getting too successful and you're afraid of my company being too successful. And I know this because I found out from the owner of Too Faced. Too Faced is another cosmetic company spelled T-O-O, Faced. Okay. Too Faced. And they're problematic as well. But so he said, so Jared from Too Faced told me that you told him that I was trying to steal your ideas from our lab. So all these cosmetic labs, yeah, all cosmetics are basically made in the same fucking six labs across the country. Yeah, They just get different labels. And so Kat was telling somebody at a different event that Jeffrey wasn't at that he's, that Jeffrey's trying to go into Kat's lab and find her ideas so he can steal them and sell them. And someone got back and told Jeffrey about this gossip. So he puts that gossip out on blast. Yeah, yeah. Now, again, I said that there was a cast of characters that are terrible. The guy that owns Two Face Cosmetics, Jared Blandino, he's a bad person. Okay. And I Does he also not pay contractors? Probably. Okay, because it feels like, just real quick, whenever we're talking about bad people... Yeah, we're just not paying contractors. It, just not paying contractors yeah. is like number one. And well, that's, that's going to be my rule from here on out. <laughs> Did he pay a contractor? Did he pay a contractor? No. Okay, cool. Trump level. We're already at Trump. But, Once you start okay. paying fucking... You're going to bring up that orange ride. We're going to talk about a lot of orange people today. Okay. Um, so the reason that I know that Jared Blandino is a bad person is he rose to like a weird point of infamy. I don't exactly know what year it was, um, but it was before 2020. So I'm feeling like 2016, 2017. His birthday party was all over Instagram and people noticed that at his birthday party, his birthday cake was like in front of him and all of his friends were singing. And on the cake in icing, it said, Rich Lives Matter. His name's not Rich. Okay. Okay. No, we're good. Yeah. I understand. But so this was like after um, Trayvon Martin was killed by Zimmerman. Yep. It was, it was yep. after this moment of uh, Eric Garner. It wasn't. The 2020 process, it was after very specific Yeah, it was the beginning. Yeah. It was the beginning. So it's somewhere between 2015 and 2019. Yeah, okay. and so looking at the death of a child, this millionaire who had recently sold his company to Estee Lauder for millions and millions of dollars decided that he was going to write on his birthday cake, Rich Lives Matter. Yeah. We should make cakes out of rich people and eat them. And Okay. So... You're starting to sound like my last TikTok. <laughs> well, I don't know where you get all those great ideas from. Probably. Yeah. So this is where like drama YouTube is born, I think. Because this is where it all starts. This is where people start commenting on beauty YouTube. Is like yeah, yeah. Kat Von D, uh, Jeffree Star, they break up. It's this insane thing that starts happening. And I, you know, I'm watching it again as someone who's not really, I'm not a watcher of Jeffree Star at this time. I don't really care about him. And I still don't really care about him. But what I did notice is that, like, he didn't get popular in 2016. He already had fame, right? So then I'm like, okay, I have to figure out when he became famous. And so it turns out, Jeffree Star got really famous in 2003 on MySpace. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. So... <laughs> so famous that we never heard of him. Well, here's the thing. I was looking at it, and on MySpace... Jeffree Star was the most followed person on MySpace that wasn't a signed celebrity. Huh. So he had more followers than anyone else on MySpace. So he was, he was like the earliest influencer. Exactly. He invented it on MySpace. 
And I was like, look, I'm like, why did I notice? And I was like, oh, 2003. I was very busy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, wasn't looking at the internet. Yeah. So he's incredibly popular in MySpace because he's posting his crazy makeup. Yeah. He's very into that MySpace emo. Like the mm-hmm. hair and the eye. It's black with like the spikies. He's got a lot of eyeliner. Highlights, and, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's also making music. He makes this very emo grunge rock and roll. Perfect MySpace music. Just, that is like peak MySpace it's music. The, he is MySpace. He is the quintessential okay. MySpace guy. So during the time of 2003 to 2009, he's becoming really, really popular in MySpace. His music is actually doing really well within the groups that like that type of music. Okay. He gets signed to a record deal for his first album that comes out called Beauty Killer. And the person that signs him is Akon. Akon signs him, uh, and on that album is Nicki Minaj. So let me tell you about bad people. Akon, that guy, owns diamond mines yeah. in South Africa. Yeah. And I believe he told black people they should just get over slavery. Yeah. But I think he might actually own slaves and diamond mines, allegedly. And then Nicki Minaj... Her friend's testicles got COVID vaccine, I think. I don't remember it was why. A, wasn't it like her, her friend's cousin? Yeah, it was like her friend's cousin. He had enlarged testicles or something. Something like that. And and then she married the rapist. Yeah. Yes. And that's not alleged because he she was did. found guilty He was in found court. guilty. So. so that's not alleged. So I'm just saying, bad people are keep coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just keep coming. Okay. Um. So he gets signed to a record deal with Akon for this album, Beauty Killer, which is successful within you know the specific yeah. niche music group that he is. He goes on tour with a, bl- a band called Blood on the Dance Floor. That's going to be important later. Oh, no. I don't okay, like, I didn't know. I don't like when you hit me with that. That's going to be important later. I didn't know anything about this. Again, it, this is happening in 2009. I was incredibly busy in 2009. I wasn't looking at emo music on MySpace. Um, so during this time, right after he goes on tour, he ends up deciding that he doesn't want to be on this music label with Akon anymore. He says he doesn't like working with Akon. He didn't really get into it. I'm sure it wasn't great. But he takes all the last of his money and his savings, and he puts it all towards starting his own makeup line. So he takes all of his music money that he has left, yeah. and all of his savings. This is his uh, fake origin story. Okay. I don't know if this is true. This is what he says his origin story is. Okay. He puts his whole savings up and he creates three lipsticks. And they're like wild colors. To Nowadays they wouldn't be considered wild, but in 2014 they would like blue, green, and like a really bright pink or something. Things you wouldn't find at CVS that are okay. usually just like light brown, pink, or red, right? So he's got the emo market cornered and like wild makeup lovers cornered, and he's also making what's called liquid lipstick. Your face tells me you don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. So liquid lipstick is a type of lipstick that isn't in like a little bullet like you usually see me put on. Yeah. It comes on a wand, and you put it on, and it actually dries on your lips, and it stays on for hours. Okay. So it just like suctions on your lips. It's very dry, and he created his lipsticks to be that formula so that you could like party all the time and you know wouldn't go away it would last forever okay so it's a party girl mix, uh, lipstick so that way you don't have to worry about how you look exactly at 2 a.m also when i was bartending it was a print i didn't use that brand but i did use liquid lipstick because you could put it on at the beginning of your shift it would still be there at the end of your shift you were constantly reapplying gotcha. yeah exactly so he he had kind of the market cornered on liquid lipstick and specific cool fun punk rock colors right okay. so that's where his his makeup brand comes in and then he starts <coughs> 
posting advertisement videos, beauty videos, like concept videos on his YouTube channel. His YouTube channel had just been music videos for most of the time. Yeah. He would just like make these really wild, just weird music videos. And then he started slowly making these makeup videos where he would be putting on makeup and doing his really emo, really intricate makeup, which was like very different than the other people that were doing makeup at the time. Yeah. Like the Jaclyn Hills of the world. Okay. So he started getting a following and it went, I looked it up and I was actually really surprised. He went from 1 million followers to 3 million subscribers in like six months at one point. Okay. And then that was in 2016. And then in 2018, he jumped to 18 million subscribers. So he was incredibly popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because again, he's so charismatic. Yeah. He has such a very specific personality. And it's not nice. Like, he's kind of a mean girl. He's like, he's kind of a bully. He's He says raunchy, outlandish things. And that's his brand, right? Yeah. That's what he's selling you. And, and also, he, and I'm just going to be straight up with this. Yeah. He looks weird. He looks He weird. looks insane. Like, he has that because of how much makeup he has. And the long, because I've seen pictures of him and you've yeah. shown me stuff every before. He always has like the long nails, the crazy hair. He's very, um, what's the word? Androgynous. Yeah. The, uh, that was the name of his makeup palettes. Okay. Androgyny. Yeah. So Look he's, yeah. So he's like, he, it's this, it's this really bizarre Bowie-esque thing. Yeah. The where you're sitting there, you're like, I don't, there's something different about I this. I can't look away. I can't look away. Yeah. Plus he has this personality that's very engaging. Yeah. So of course he's becoming very popular. His makeup is selling People like it because it's different than when you can buy it, Sephora or CVS, blah, blah, blah. So, um, what happens is, like, between the time the Kat Von D video and maybe, like, 2017, he is starting to be known as kind of a bully online. Okay. Like, if you say something bad about Jeffree Star, whether you're another beauty YouTuber or you're just some person in your living room making a tweet, he's going to slap back at you. Clap okay. back at you. He is going to say something. And so, like, it becomes quite clear that, like, you don't say anything negative about Jeffree Star if you don't want to catch heat. That being said, don't come for my podcast right now. Okay? <laughs> I'm not in a nice mood today. <laughs> so, like, you, like, no one would speak ill of him because, like, he would just go at the throat. Yeah. So then what happened was... So if somebody was like, Jeffree yeah. Star isn't a good person, he would just show up and be like, well, you look you look like shit. Yeah. Blah, blah. And then like just read them down. Yeah. You look like a rat. Yeah, You yeah. look like a gorilla. I'm using and words he described only black women as. <laughs> okay. See what I'm going gotcha. with this? I see where you're going with this. Okay. But on top of that too, he also has however many million followers on yeah. all these different forms of social media. So whenever he would clap back at somebody, mm-hmm. he would immediately, then you have all of his hounds come yes. out behind him. And I thank you for bringing that in because that was actually my next point. Okay. Is within this, he gathers what can only be described as a cult-like following. Okay. Like very seriously a cult-like following. People that will do whatever he says without him having to say it and will fight his battles on the internet without him having to do anything. Gotcha. These people out of the 18 million, at least 1 million of them are diehard stands. Okay. Like, this is uh, like Andrew, K-pop. <laughs> yeah. Or like Andrew Tate. Yeah, like Andrew Tate. Yeah. Except for, Except you know, these people probably themselves. aren't children. No, there were children, for uh, sure. Okay. Okay, so in, what happens is, as video along with this um, bullying that's happening, people start 
there starts to be like word on the street. People are making drama videos. There's tweets. There's Instagram posts, Snapchats. People are starting to say like, you know, like Jeffree Star is racist. Like we have proof of him being racist. Okay. And so there's all these things that are starting to bubble up in the media about like Jeffree Star is racist. Look at this thing that happened, blah, blah. And so somebody makes a compilation video. Somebody on YouTube makes a video. It's, you know, like 15 minutes long. And it's every time Jeffree Star was racist on media. And there's MySpace videos where he's like screaming at a black lady that he's going to put um, acid on her skin to lighten it. There's videos of him walking down the street and like there's women walking by and he calls them the N-word with the hard R and tells them he's going to kick their ass. There's him calling other black uh, creators on the internet. He uses very specific words for them, like I said, that aren't, you know, that are very racial in the way he uses them. Yeah. And so these things are all starting to collect that, like, people are noticing. They're like, this is, you know, this is more than just a one-off one -off thing. This yeah. is a pattern of behavior. Yeah. And because he keeps saying, anytime somebody brings up, oh, that's the old me. That's the past me. That's not me anymore. I've grown. So he makes this video. And the video's title, if you look at it on YouTube, is just racism, period. That's all it says, racism. That's so funny because at one point I saw your notes mm -hmm. and you had them out. And yeah. I looked over and I just saw racism in quotes at the yeah. very top. And I was just like, what the fuck am I in for? Yeah. And here we are. It's just the title of the video that he posted about his racism. Okay. Which was supposed to be an apology video. I watched it. He never apologizes for being racist. Okay. Or acknowledges being racist. He apologizes for the words that he used. Okay. The hurt that they caused. Okay. Potentially. And he apologizes for being an angry young man. And he blames it on he was bullied for being gay. And, you know, he says that those women on the street called him the F word for gay people. And so that's why he yelled the N-word at them, right? Okay. He has these excuses. It's anger. It's all of these things. I'm a changed person. I'm not that person anymore. He never apologizes. There are specific women in the beauty community that he attacks, like Jackie Ina, Makeup by Shayla, and others. And he doesn't ever directly apologize to them for the specific hateful things he said towards them. Yeah. But he just says, like, Oh, it was the old me, and I'm sorry for the words that I used. It's like the words that I used. Yeah. It's very odd and takes no accountability. Yeah, it sounds like almost every YouTuber apology ever. He invented it. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's just fucking, it's so yeah. weird. It is, in the video, Uh huh. is he, like, wearing less makeup? No, actually, he didn't do that. He did wear, like, this, like v-neck sweater that looks very uh like academia like it's the white rib like very ralph lauren okay but still had low neck so you could see his tattoos yeah a full face of makeup and hair but it wasn't like bright pink like he usually does a lot of glitter it was like subdued slutty okay you know <laughs> it was subdued for jeffree star yeah you know so but, but yeah but it, but it wasn't him in a hoodie crying on the floor yeah 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 which yeah. we'll get to okay because but he <laughs> what he invented the okay. apology video, basically. But, but, okay. So, we have, uh, okay, okay. I'm still stuck on Famous in 2003. Okay, all right. Listen, I, no, I it, know. It, but it also, that's the part that's funny, though, because he's like, I'm sorry to the people for the words, all this stuff. But as you said, he's attacking specific people with no followings. 
who he just sees that they're black on Twitter. Yeah. And then uses racially charged language at, at only them. But then if someone else with a white profile says the same words, he either won't attack them or he'll use different language. He uses different language. Yeah. He'll probably still attack them. Yeah, I'm saying, but it, but won't, it, it won't be those racially charged attacks. Yes. That he does never, he never acknowledge. Yes. Is that, okay. that they're, the and, way he uses that verbiage. And then this YouTube, like you said, builds a picture. Yeah, exactly. We're looking at a full picture and now we're starting to get motive. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to explain to you why this man exists. Okay. Um, no, and, so... And when was that video? That was in 2017, racism video came out. Okay. Okay. Because Trump, Trump had just been elected and yeah. just became president. So people were starting to be like, hey, like two years ago, I know BLM was starting up, but yeah. now Trump's here. And everyone was, everyone got a lot heightened once yeah. Trump came in. Yeah. And so that that checks with 2017 because people because the other thing that happened in 2017, which a lot of it like we don't really acknowledge too much, mm. is because Trump got elected and because he won, we started holding a lot more celebrities accountable. Yeah. Because we couldn't hold politicians accountable. Yeah. So if you look at all the complaints about like quote unquote cancer culture and you can't say anything anymore, the people that were targeted was like, no, we're making sure you're not the next Trump. Exactly. That's what we did as a culture. Because he was a reality TV show star. Yeah, yeah. But also, like, we look at people like Jeffree Star, who could easily be a cult leader, and we're like, we got to chop this person down a little bit. Yeah. We have to fucking put up guardrails against them. Yeah. Because look what could happen. The last one we didn't do that to has the button. Yeah, I have bad news for you. Yeah? Because this is about to take a wild turn. Okay, go ahead. Because he ends up... Uh, Jeffree making, Star. Jeffree Star ends up making becoming a dear friend with Shane Dawson. Okay. Do you know who Shane Dawson is? Unfortunately, I know enough. Okay. Because of the drama getting stuff, yep. but also because I was on early YouTube. See, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't know past Shane Dawson, mm -hmm. the the early YouTube Shane Dawson. The only Shane Dawson I ever knew would do silly haunted videos with like this guy Garrett Watts, who's like yeah. a goofy guy. And so my only thought about Shane Dawson was, oh, he does those goofy haunted videos with his friends and they get in cars and they go to drive throughs He's just silly Billy, right? Yeah. Because again, I wasn't, I wasn't on the internet. And like, I don't mean listeners that I wasn't on the internet. You I mean that you weren't hold on. deep in my when we had that TikTok video where you were trying you were trying to explain Sonic Lore to me. Yeah, I saw a lot of comments of people being like, "Oh, she's so sheltered. That blessed young woman whose family loves her so to shelter her." That wasn't the case. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't sheltered. I was very busy being out here in these streets. Yeah, so I didn't have time to, to obsess to look at YouTube or MySpace. I was doing other fun things. Yeah, so. That's what I mean. Like, I didn't see young Shane Dawson because I wasn't watching so, YouTube. So, real quick, because I don't know if you if you know about young Shane Dawson. But well, we were going to get into that. Okay, okay. Because yeah. I was going to say, he's from a very specific time on YouTube and yeah. early internet, which is also why Jeffree Star's racism got away for so long. Exactly. And we're going to talk about okay. that. Okay. Okay. I think, And you can help me with that, too, because okay. I don't know everything about it. So, Shane Dawson in 2018 does a collaboration video with Jeffree Star, which he calls a documentary. I watched it. I wouldn't say documentary. It kind of just felt like a promo video to be like, Jeffrey's not that bad. He seems like a pretty good guy. Yeah. But it was very entertaining. And everybody on the internet was watching it. It had 150 million views. Yeah. So, In like a week. Yeah. And it was all across like four videos. Yeah. So like anybody with a YouTube account was probably watching it, even if they were hate watching it. And it was called like The Secret Life of Jeffree Star, 
but it was absolutely just a redemption arc video. It was just a way for Shane Dawson to say, look, he's different, he's changed, he's not a bad guy. And why was Shane Dawson doing this? But he had like started doing this. He had just done one with Tana Mojo after TanaCon, where he was like, Tana's really sorry about making a fake uh, con where people got sun poisoning and like she scammed people out of millions of dollars. And then like he did another one with like one of the Paul brothers where he's like, the Logan or Jake, I don't know which one it was. One of the Paul brothers was, isn't a psychopath. Well, I think that was after the Suicide Forest thing. Maybe, I don't know. It might have been. But, but yeah, so he, like, but he, Shane Dawson finds the worst person on the and internet. He, and he's laundering their personality yeah. to make them clean and again. And he's trying to, yeah, he's like, oh, look, they're cool. They're not that bad. But also he knows if you get the most, um, what's the word, controversial person, yeah, you get you'll views. get more clicks. Yeah. So like he's doing it on purpose. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this video is an incredible success. Yeah. It overnight changes the way people perceive uh, Jeffree Star. He is immediately uh, forgiven of all sins. Okay. He is now the beloved. He, like, he can do no wrong, and it's so weird how quickly it turned, right? This is 2018. This is 2018. Okay. And so... And this is two years after Kat Von D. Yeah, two years after Kat Von D. Two years after Kat Von D. Yeah. One year after Jeffree Star's a racist and everybody knows it. But he's apologized. But now he's apologized. He's apologized. According to his cult, he's apologized. Yes. So, he's riding high on this. And it's a good thing that he's riding high on this because what's about to happen next, it's so perfectly timed. So basically what happens is the world, the world, people on the internet, forgive Je uh, Jeffree Star because they see him as a human in this documentary and his hard past and his trauma and they forgive him. And they're like, he's such a good person. Look how nice he is, blah, blah, blah. And he's still charismatic. He's still interesting. He's still androgynous and fun, right? And kind of a bitch. And then... Dramageddon happens. Now, I'm going to say Dramageddon 1, okay? Because okay. there are two. So, Dramageddon 1 happens. And, and, and we're going to do the shortest version of this because we may do a future episode <laughs> on Dramageddon. Okay, I told you this was going to be long. I know, I I'm know. I'm trying really hard to I'm, get through this fast. I know, I know. But I'm saying, though, is, is try to keep it short so that way we have we can mind it for future content. <laughs> Stop. All right. So, listen. And, and listen, if the listeners really want to hear the full story of drama getting no, to, no. join the $5 team leader <laughs> Patreon. Oh my I got to get people into the Patreon, babe. Babe, listen. Okay. So, drama getting one happens because there's this other YouTuber named Gabriel, and he puts on Twitter a picture of him, Nikita Dragon, Laura Lee, and Manny MUA. You just said I, a bunch of people I don't fucking know. I know that. Okay. So those people are other makeup influencers. Okay. Or just social media influencers. And they take a video or a picture. And in this picture, they're at like some resort or club. They're all dressed up sexy and fun. Yeah. And they're all flipping the bird to the camera. And the caption of the photo says, bitch is bitter because we're better off without them. Okay. Okay. And so... Everybody on the internet, because again, everybody on the internet is a sleuth. Yeah. Everybody's looking, they're looking for the drama. Yeah. The tea, as they call it, the tea channels. Yeah. And so, in the documentary, Jeffree Star had said that there was a bunch of YouTubers in the beauty community that he worked with, but had stabbed him in the back. Okay. And so he had, when he said that, Shane Dawson put a clip in of some of those people. Nikita Dragon, Gabriel, and I think Manuel Mumiai. So Shane had put a picture of those three up, and then I guess that broke up the friend group. 
because 150 million people saw that they were a backstabber in Shane Dawson's video. Yeah. And so they posted a picture of flipping the bird saying the bitch is bitter. They never said Jeffree Star. Yeah, yeah. They just said bitch is bitter. So then what happened is the cult of personality that follows Jeffree Star went to work. Okay. Jeffree did not make a statement immediately, but his people, the people of the internet, went digging. They said, oh, you're going to talk about our new best friend? We love this man. He's wearing a very tacky Gucci suit, and we're about this life now. So they started digging up everything that they could find on these people. So they go through their entire internet past. Yeah. And they destroy all of them. So Laura Lee, she's she was an, she's still a YouTuber, but she, uh, when she was younger, had made a lot of like racist tweets. Really, like the I don't know how to describe it without saying it, but it was like the criminality of black people in Mary. <coughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So she, they found all of them. Okay. She's crying in a hoodie on the floor, begging for forgiveness. I think I'm starting to remember this. <laughs> I think I started to remember like walking in on you watching it like yeah. on the TV. Yeah, and being like, and I'd be like, why are you using my PlayStation for this? Because I think you were watching YouTube on my PS4. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, okay. Sounds like do. And then uh, Nikita Dragon, she had to apologize, but she also like, People started roasting her for blackfishing. Do you know what that is? No. Blackfishing is when white people or, or people with lighter skin really darken their skin to look black and then pretend... Oh, Ariana Grande. Yes. Okay. So she Ariana Grande too close to the sun. Okay. And they got mad at her. And then she was also roasted for a cultural appropriation for putting like cornrows in her hair. Very similar. Still okay. on the same train. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, at Manny anyway, actually, I was when I was look, remembering... Why he got canceled was for he. Everybody was roasting him and canceling him for being a social climber, which now I'm like, really? He like got canceled because he was making friends with people so that he could get more followers. And I'm like, that's called networking, guys. Yeah. People take classes on how to learn to network. So he got. So basically, he got canceled because he he moved minor celebrities into his downline. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. And then Gabriel's moral. I. Don't know exactly what he got canceled for, other than everybody just hated him for talking shit about Jeffrey Star. Maybe it was just but just from being like in the group. In the group, but then the thing is, when I read about it, because I didn't know this, after this happened, Gabriel and Jeffrey talked on the phone, and Gabriel heard Jeffrey's side of the story. This is according to him, and immediately said that he understood where Jeffrey was coming from and never spoke to Manny again, and then went and did like a makeup collab with Jeffrey later. So, I don't trust him. Okay. He can be bought. Yeah. So, anyway. He's like Lindsay from the Chrisleys. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback. We, we have inner lore now, baby. Yeah, so, okay. This is what I, So, basically, this documentary from Shane Dawson set it up so that there was an army of fans ready to go and cancel all these people for even looking at the direction of Jeffrey wrong. Okay. He did... Jeffrey never made a statement about this in the beginning. All he did was post a Snapchat of him laughing. That's okay. all he did. Okay. That was his only response. Okay. Which is him laughing. In We're on like the fourth form of social media now. All right, I go ahead. Gotta keep no, up. No, I know, I know. Okay. So after this, that was Dramageddon 1. Okay. What you would describe as, I would describe as Dramageddon 2, it was something called Bi Sister. Do you know what Bi Sister is? No. <laughs> and you just mean B Y E Sister. Yeah, like Bi. Yeah, yeah, Bi Sister. Okay. Or Shister. There's a lisp in it. Anyway, um, okay, so there's this other beauty guru. Her name is Tati. Oh my god, I remember this one. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so Tati makes a video. It's about almost an hour long, 
where she is just telling the world that she is no longer friends with James Charles. I don't want to live through this again. You're going to sit there and you're going to take it. This is the worst. <laughs> just relax and push against it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> At least give me poppers. No. So listen. Tati, a woman of almost the age of 40, makes a video saying she's not going to be friends with a maybe 21-year-old James Charles. I feel like he was like... I feel like he was 20. I think I he might like he was, not even be able to drink. I think he was under 21. And that's the part that was so weird to me even when I watched it. I was like, you're a grown-ass woman with a husband. Why do you care what a teenager boy is doing? Yeah. Who cares? Anyway, she said that he was a predator. She said that he was, you know, going after straight boys, which was her big thing. James Charles. James Charles. Yeah. The beauty influencer, another one. There's so many of them. Yeah. Um, that and James was, Charles was huge at the time. Yeah, really huge. I remember going on things and like... Seeing James Charles fucking everywhere, and yep. then everyone started copying his face. Yep. Because everyone was doing that either, they were either doing Kardashian or James Charles. Yeah, there's no middle ground. There was no middle ground, mm -hmm. and he was fucking everywhere. And again, he's doing that androgynous look, but different than Jeffrey's, because Jeffrey's is a scary androgyny. Yeah. Jeffrey's rock is and the, roll. It, it's rock and roll. I'm a space alien. There's yeah. probably some body modification in there versus James Charles is just doing I, like highlighting and yeah. softening a lot of stuff and really yeah. trying to make the cheekbones pop. I remember that. Yeah. And then I remember like everywhere I turn, I'd see fucking James Charles places. Yeah. And I'm like, why is he here? Yeah. And it didn't make sense. Well, let me just, this has nothing to do with it. It's just a personal thought I've always had is I find it very interesting that in this beauty space in quotes, a place where we're talking about statistically more women buy these products, lipstick, eyeshadow, yes. makeup. All this stuff is mostly used by women. It used by all genders, but mostly by women. That always in the top tier of success and money is men, white men. Yeah. And so it's really upsetting to me that like it's always gonna be James Charles. It's always gonna be Jeffree Star. It's like we can talk about all these other people, but white guys always bubble to the top of these things. And yeah. like, it's so fucking annoying. Because they can, they, they're they literally the ones sitting around talking to the financing and the execs yeah. when they're at the meeting. And then those guys feel more comfortable because they're like, oh, okay, well, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Because, again, they're talking man to man versus when there's a woman sitting across the table, they're less likely to go all in on it yeah. because they'll hold back a little bit. So with a guy like James Charles, because I, like I said... He went from, James Charles felt like he went from, I never heard of this fucking person. Yeah. I remembered seeing him because one day I looked at like YouTube trends mm -hmm. and I was like, like one day I think I just noticed it was like the third time I'd seen him on YouTube trends. Yeah. I was like, who the fuck is this person? And then you, I think I asked you about it and then it was one of those weird ones where I don't know if I just hadn't noticed before mm -hmm. or if it just felt like all in one. It was similar with uh, Jojo Siwa. Yep. There was one day I didn't know who Jojo Siwa was. <laughs> and then everywhere we went, I was like, there's another bow. Yeah, and then like we were in Target, everywhere. and I was like, what the fuck is with all this Jojo Siwa stuff? I was like, it's always been here. Yeah, and I was She's like... She's incredibly popular. And I was, again, no hate. But again, we weren't going to like Toys R Us. We weren't hanging around like the, the really little kids section of places to notice it. When she had the bleed through from, I'm aiming at three-year-olds, Jojo Siwa, yeah. to now I'm aiming at preteens. And then when you jump that preteen to now they're like teenagers almost college level yeah. that jump was so crazy because then that was starting to bleed into us trying to feel young areas of yeah. target yeah and walmart and all these other places and it was similar with james charles again i don't know if james charles had stuff at sephora or ulta mm. or some of those places and then suddenly i'm walking through target and he's on the end cap 
Yeah, he. I think he got a cover girl deal or yeah, something. Yeah, but, but it was one of those weird, it seemed sudden because yeah. the push became so hard. Yeah, I have a theory, a, a theory, a tinfoil hat theory, that he is also one of the, I started in my garage, you know, mm-hmm. because it was like his back, his, this backstory he claims is that like he was doing makeup in high school and then he went uh, viral and then he got a cover girl deal for being like, this viral sensation boy wearing makeup but like it doesn't feel authentic no it's all bullshit and all the stuff with virality taking off is always bullshit and i know this because i've had fucking 25 million goddamn views on tiktok in the last 60 days and i've gotten all one sponsorship offer from wish.com that's the only thing that's fucking reached out to me so i know that you have to be connected to other people have an agent be yeah. prepared and all those different things. Your parents already have to have money. You have to already have a fucking kernel yeah, already set have, aside. This would be like Rebecca Black's. Like, like she yeah. paid for that music video. You have to like the Catch Me Outside girl. Yeah, like that was all stunt. That was they all knew stunt that they planned. Were gonna, they was all paid on Dr. Phil yep. to make her look that way, and then she was going to take it into a music career. Like this is all setups. It's yeah, all a conspiracy. Yeah. Anyway. She makes this video. It's called Bye Sister. It goes viral. Yeah. She's canceled James Charles. Tati. Tati cancels James Charles because okay. at the end of the day, at the end of the fucking day, the reason she's mad at him, again, a chi- basically a child at this point, is because she has started her own uh, multivitamin business. They're like health vitamins that make you pretty, to make your hair thick and your skin glow. Allegedly. She can't say that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Because there's limited regulation around supplements. Yeah. But so she's selling this supplement pill that's going to make your hair long and your face grow. It's a gummy. It's Well, no, it's just a pill. Okay. Thank you for saying that, though. Because she wanted James Charles to be one of her, like, spokespeople. Like, the way that they do all these shady ads where he's going to do an Instagram video where he takes some pills and says, look how good my skin looks, right? And so she's trying to have this conversation with her friend, James Charles, who was at her wedding. You want to take these pills of mine on Instagram for money? And he says, oh, I don't know, blah, blah. But then I think he agrees to it. I don't remember. It was years ago. Then, I guess within that discussion, he takes some other gummies, hair gummies, that they sell at like Ulta or something, and he does like a paid sponsorship with the gummies because the gummy company got him tickets to Coachella. And so he does this collaboration with gummies so that they bought him tickets to Coachella and like one of the little... What they're not called, they're called yurts, right? Like, a yeah, yeah, yurt. yeah. And so, he does all this promo for the gummy company, and then Tati has a mental breakdown. She's crying on Instagram, she's been betrayed by her best friend, and then she makes Bi Sister, okay, where she claims he's a predator, okay, and because he because she wanted him to sell her snake oil pills, yeah. and instead he sold someone else's snake oil gummies, yeah, because he wanted to go to Coachella, yeah, and arguably, probably. Be predilectious towards men yep. because he's gay, and Tati tried to weaponize his gayness yeah. and the fear of gay men converting straight men yeah. back into the women's makeup movement yep. to then try to scare women away from following male makeup influencers mm-hmm. to have them rush back towards women influencers like herself yep. uh, by saying that. These gay men are going to steal their straight boyfriends. Yep, they're predators. That's what she did. Okay, now where is Jeffree Star in all of this? Let me tell you where he is. On Twitter, tweeting after this video went live that he always knew this. That that he always knew what? That James Charles is a predator. That he has proof that James Charles is a predator. Shut the fuck up! That Jeffree Star's boyfriend 
won't even let James Charles in the house anymore because of some unknown, unspecified reason. And Jeffree Star claims to have proof, victim statements, and audio audio testimony from victims claiming I, this. I do just want to say, and yeah. again, I don't want to make light of anything, but like my feeling has always been that James Charles is both short and uh, very easy to take in a fight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing that says like, "Hey, I can like get you." Yep. You know what I mean? So it's like. No, this is more of a like a seems like, a, like grooming. a grooming. Yeah, I know. And this was one of the early because th- when this happened, yeah, grooming popped as a term. Yeah. Like this is where all. Just so you guys know, the reason your aunt, who's currently trying to burn books in a public library, screams mm-hmm. grooming. This was the moment when grooming entered the overall lexicon. And they put it on to gay people. Yes. And it's not. It's fucking like yeah. priests and stuff. Well, it's usually family members. Yeah. So it's, it's and straight. The the part that really gets me, though, with Jeffree Star stepping in is that's clearly him trying to say, I'm the good one. Yeah. Like, look at this. All right, we got. But also, you're thinking I'm the good one. James Charles at this point is has almost as many subscribers, if not more, than Jeffrey. Yeah. This is his moment. Yeah. To knock the legs out from the competition. Yeah. Competition that he has kept close until this point. They were friends. They made collab videos. Mm-hmm. But now, now that there's a chance to take him out of the ankles, Jeffrey comes in. Bing, bang, boom. Let me tell you something. Yeah. I was not excited um, in general of learning about things like this. Yeah. This is as thrilling, if not more, than learning about, like, Roman imperial history. <laughs> it's very Because, funny. like, all of, like, Nero and Claudius and Caligula, like, we have them all right here. Yeah. They're all right here. They sure are. Oh, and then Brutus stabbed Caesar. It's like, well, then Jeffrey stabbed fucking, what's James his name? James Charles. James Charles. In the back. Right in the back. In front of everyone. Yeah. On Twitter. I know. You can't, even, you can't even do that anymore. Elon would shut it down, put no, it behind no, a paywall. He no, he wouldn't. He'd put it behind a paywall. Jeffrey, if Jeffrey starts racist, Elon Musk's going to leave it up. Yeah, he's actually going to promote it. So then what happens is Jeffrey Star makes a video called Never Doing This Again, which is a lie. Okay. So <laughs> Never Doing This Again. And this is 2018 still? This uh, I lost track. Yeah, we're like 2019. We're yeah, in I think it's 19. The only reason I can play this is because I think we were in the apartment when this was happening. Yeah. I think I remember us being in the apartment. Yeah, we were in the apartment for sure. Okay. So, never doing this again. Now, th- this video was not an apology video. In this video, he never actually said what he was not, what he was referencing. Like, it was almost like he wasn't saying the thing he did so that if no one knew what he did, they wouldn't go find out what it was. You know what I mean? Okay. It was very vague. So it's like track laying, it's it, it like or maybe track covering. So he's like, I'm gonna go ahead and prep the pump, yeah. I'm prime the pump, mm-hmm. and in case I need it, I can then get water from it immediately. Exactly. Okay. So basically, he just said, what he's never gonna do again is jump into drama that's not his own. Right? Oh, he's big booking. Yeah. So basically, he's saying that when Tati made this video, okay, he jumped on the Twitter. He didn't need to do that. That wasn't his drama. He didn't need to call this man a predator and say you have victim statements, again, exploiting a victim of a sex crime at this point, allegedly if that was to happen, right? He's saying, I'm never going to do that again because it's too stressful and too dark on my soul. Jeffree Star is saying that yeah. he's about James Charles and Tati. About anything. He's saying, yeah. I'm never going to jump into drama again because it's too dark on my soul. Again, not apologizing for weaponizing what could have been like 
assault against people yeah. for his own gain. Like, he doesn't acknowledge that in any way. Yeah. He just says, oh, I'm just going to stay out of the drama, right? Now. Did he ever release any of the statements that he claims he had against James Charles? To this day, he never has. He's he never, never has. So he just he's just bluffing. He just made it up. Yeah. So he never released any video or allegedly. audio. Allegedly. He's allegedly bluffing. Uh, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only, y'all. There we go. We're going to put that in the front. All right. <laughs> entertainment purposes only. Okay. Okay. So so then so then narcissistic racist Jeffrey Star. <laughs> alleged. <laughs> it's not alleged. There's so much. I know. I know. There's actual videos of him like being a really terrible person. Yeah. No, we know. It's and why I don't feel good today from what like looking at them. But so then Shane Dawson back at it again, baby, because Shane Dawson releases another in air quotes documentary video. This one's called The Beautiful World of Jeffrey Star. Now, this one is supposed to be a behind-the-scenes view of what it's like to make makeup. Because in the original one that they did, um, The Secret Life of Jeffree Star, Jeffree Star says, Shane, you and I should do a collab. You and I should make a makeup eyeshadow palette and, like, make oh, makeup together. Okay. And so Shane says, oh, my God, that's such a good idea. We can do a behind-the-scenes documentary of how you make makeup like step one to step 12 and then how it works, right? So he's selling this idea behind the scenes what the real meat of the industry is. Also, in the promos that Shane Dawson made, in the promos, he put clips of him and Jeffrey and all the other people that are playing in this game watching the Tati video, watching the James Charles video. So in the promo, (coughs) he's making it seem that during that timeline, He's going to show you images of how they live reacted to those situations, which would have been drama. Like, yeah. to know how everybody was reacting in real time Yeah. and the response, right? So that's what he's pitching. Behind the scenes, drama, it's going to be so epic. Which, which, which would be really close to, like, um, when they just released the Michael, a couple years ago, when they released the Michael Jordan Last Dance documentary. Oh, yeah. And it was like, oh, my God, you finally get to see... Before his first retirement, like you get to see how what he's going through mentally, yeah. all the different stuff. So to see Jeffrey Star mm-hmm. be like him and all these other people sitting there watching this, that would be that'd be killer yeah. TV. And Jeffrey Star was like, and I took that personally. Yeah. So then he didn't put any of that in there. Okay. The so drama. Was, okay. So it was a, okay. it was a marketing ploy. Only. All right. So he it's it's just a fake trailer. And it was also a fake documentary again. Okay. This was literally a, a commercial, commercial. Yeah. For the merch basically well, because the first one sounds like an intro the first one is a teaser trailer to the commercial yes okay and if i was smart which i think i am sometimes i think they knew this okay. they knew this was a business opportunity from the gate if they could rehab jeffrey star's media outlook if they could make him a likable person for one friggin' moment and backpack off of shane dawson's perceived likability perceive likability at this moment in 2019 okay yeah and if they could do that they could then successfully make money off of it that's what i think their game plan was they they have said it's different but that's what it looks like from out here right so they make this video it's it you just watch it it's just a really long infomercial time out yeah you said if you were smart and i want to push back real quick yeah you are incredibly smart okay (laughs) you have four pages of notes (laughs) About the worst people I've ever seen or heard of in my yeah. entire life yeah. in front of me. Yeah. All right? Yeah. I don't know how you're reading them. I They're illegible to me. <laughs> I cannot stress how packed 
these notes are on a piece of paper. It looks like I'm a medical doctor. Yeah, no, it does. It does. This is insane. (laughs) I never want you to hear you say, if you're smart. Because what you described (laughs) is exactly what they did. Yeah, absolutely. They they rehabbed his image to be able to roll out a makeup line. The the first one was the test. Can we rehab his image? Because if they couldn't do it, then the second one doesn't happen. Then you don't invest the money. You're still making money off the first one. You're still going to get sponsorships. You're still going to go those things. Yeah. That is the first level of the grift. The second level is, all right, now we got him. We're going to pull him in. You love both of us now, so now buy our makeup. Also, all the other influencers that we've been slowly taking down, they're all shit. We're the cool guys. We're the cool ones, which is why we should be the consuls of Rome. (laughs) So this is the other thing that, again, isn't really talked about. Like, I guess when I was reading through this, I didn't see anybody talking about it. But Shane Dawson, you know, again, I didn't know a lot about Shane Dawson's past. But what I did know about Shane Dawson is he always had this, I'm going to say put on personality because, again, it wasn't really authentic. But he feigned authenticity. That was his brand, is he was the normal YouTuber. He was always in a dirty t-shirt, and he was just so normal and likable and authentic. And gee whiz, guys, I can't be cool like Jeffree Star. So like, even when you watch him in these videos, he is always being in awe of Jeffree, in awe of Jeffree's wealth. Because Jeffree's ostentatious. When you go look at Jeffree's house, he has a special room that just holds his Birkin bags. Each Birkin bag costs $20,000. He has many of them. He has a room for shoes. He has a room that's just Louis Vuitton. That's all filled with Louis Vuitton and Prada. And like, he's ostentatious new money. Okay. Yeah. And so Shane Dawson the whole time is walking around being like, oh my God, Jeffrey. Oh my God, this is crazy. I could never. Again, hiding the fact that Shane Dawson is an incredibly successful YouTuber. And rich. I'm very sure that he's rich. Yeah. But he wears like dirty clothes and he gives off this idea. And he always complained that he never sold any merch. Again, his merch was always like, I want to call it like slam pig chic. Like it always had like pigs on it, but it was like greasy and dirty. And like, that's what you're trying to sell people. So like, I think he saw Jeffrey who sold this image, who sold this idea very successfully. Yeah. And he was like, if I can get in with Jeffrey, I can move I merch. Can, I can move merch. Okay. And so what they Because merch is the holy grail of all social media oh, people. Oh, one day, listeners, I'm going to make merch. We already have merch. I know. Go to our Teespring. I made some really cute shirts. Yeah, but I'm going to make more, better you, ones. You can find the link on our TikTok. <laughs> I'm dead serious. We sold, we made a t-shirt that was white, red, and blue. America. And it just said one sentence, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. And I con- convinced about, I think it was like 700 conservatives to buy it. Yeah. And we made uh, like three hundred dollars. It wasn't in just profit. conservatives. Yeah, it was, mostly, it was mostly. It was mostly the ones. Were, listen, the ones who made the videos and who were like, "No, I love this shirt." And I'm like, "Dude, I tried that shirt on. It's the worst material I've ever felt in my body." <laughs> you better cut this. I'm out. not cutting it out. No, Teespring's garbage. They make shit. <laughs> I know. At some point, we are going to have. At some point, I hope that we can have some cool stuff that we can sell people, which would be awesome. I want to sell a nice, cute crap pot. A nice cute crock pot? Yeah. You want to be the prairie woman or prairie whatever? Yes, the lady of Walmart. Yeah. I want to. I just want to make cute crock pots and can openers and stuff. I People, know. the listeners don't know that I'm like a kitchen person. Yeah, you love being in the kitchen because you're a trad wife. I'm not a trad wife. Stop telling people that. Yeah. Well, I usually, like, usually you're yelling. You're in the kitchen, and you're like, "This is this is you." You're just like, "Well, you don't do nothing." And I'm yeah. like, 
all right, well, what do you want me to get out of here? And I was like, okay. Because yeah. you come from a restaurant background. Yeah, exactly. So you, the, the kitchen is a different place to you. Yeah, it's just mostly a get-out-of-my-way place. Yeah. And also a place where I can get out my emotions. Yeah, and so typically... So after reading and, about Jeffree Star all day, I yeah. needed to literally make curry chicken. Yeah, <laughs> but also, it's also where you watch the, the makeup YouTubers. Yeah. You typically put your makeup, because they're usually longer video yeah. videos, which is what you like about them, yeah. right? So you put on these makeup YouTubers. They run for like 20 to 25 minutes. Yep. And you have them on while you're doing stuff in the kitchen. Yeah. That's your soap opera. Exactly. And like for me, when I'm doing stuff, when I'm doing chores around the house, I'm typically putting on a history thing. Yeah. So you're over here like, what's the drama between Tati and James Charles? Well, and I'm over here like, what's the drama between Diocletian and Ramses II? <laughs> like, and here's the thing. There's going to be one person listening to that be like, Diocletian and Ramses II were millennia apart. And I'm glad you're listening to this podcast. Leave us five stars on iTunes. Okay. So or listen. Spotify. Okay. So listen. They do this documentary. This okay. The second, second documentary. The second documentary. With the, with the makeup. James and... They make and an eyeshadow... Pa- they make two eyeshadow palettes, a bunch of lip glosses, and some merch. Shane and Jeffrey. Shane and Jeffrey. This. Okay. Go. They call the palette the conspiracy palette. You open the palette? It says conspiracy on the front of it. Conspiracy. They make another one. It's called the controversy palette. Controversy. In my mind, again, I'm a skeptic at all things. If I Google Jeffree Star controversy, what comes up now? Oh, and Jeffree Star conspiracy. Yeah. Oh my God. Yo, that's G. That's no, that that's SEO right there. That's search engine optimization. Yeah. It gets to the top results. I'm not saying they're not smart. No, no, we've never said they are. That they're dumb. They're really smart. No, these are... Inc- this is incredible business. This is insane. But that's like with the Chrisleys, right? Remember yeah. last episode when we were talking about the Chrisleys, and I said, isn't it weird that they don't have hyperlinks on their Wikipedia? Yeah. I believe that they're paying someone to keep the hyperlink off of yeah. just them. Yeah. Because eventually it's going to get to a point where people are going to Google Todd Chrisley. Yep. And when he gets out of jail in 12 years, he's going to pay someone to move his name up and the yeah. news down. Exactly. So they'll be separated. And so they skipped that part. They didn't pay anyone. They made makeup that the names were conspiracy and controversy. So anytime you Google their names yeah. with controversy, which again, Jeffree Star and Shane have so much fucking controversy. Yes. That the first thing that came up was a little eyeshadow palette. Okay. Right? So, by the way, this was incredibly successful. They made $10 million in one day. That's that's I'm, the actual number. I'm so mad. Okay. So on the day it went live, they sold out completely and they made ten million dollars. Cash money. Cash money. Okay. And um, yeah, so again, I got really upset. That's why I get. I think I made curry chicken. I made soup. I made hummus and I made brownies today. Yeah. After reading these and listening to audio and a cheesesteak, you I, also made a cheesesteak. You, you angrily ate a cheesesteak you made yourself. I made a cheesesteak and ate it angrily. And, and y'all, it was so cute. She got, because she's got the celiac, so she had the gluten-free bread. Uh-huh. And then she made a cheesesteak. Yeah. And then she put it in there, and then she wrapped the whole thing in foil. And I came in like, are you letting it sit like a baked potato? And she's like, you kind of let the, the bun needs to steam up. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then when she opened it, she looked at me and yelled, get out. <laughs> I didn't, she didn't want me I or the dog eat. in the room. I just wanted to eat alone. I was yeah. having a time. She was having and I think she was only on page two of these notes. No, because this is fucking demoralizing. Okay. Because again... He made $10 million. But also just like, like I said at the beginning, it's like always 
looking into these scam artists, like, the worst people in the world are so incredibly successful. Yeah. Like, it's so fucking annoying that, like, every person I've named, Kat Von D, Jared Blandino, fucking all these people, and there's more that'll come, maybe, I don't know, but, like, they're all millionaires. They're all living a life where they don't have to worry about if they have money for the water bill. And they're fucking bad people. And it's demoralizing and it made me want to cook a cheesesteak. Yeah. Because they already, all of them, are, by the point where we're at right now. Yeah. Before they made the $10 million. Yeah. They, they were, were already all, rich. They were already rich. Yeah. They don't have to work. No. They don't have to do anything. They don't anything. need this. They don't. No. No. It's so annoying. Yeah. It makes me want to throw stuff. It's almost as if we had a land tax. <laughs> yeah. If we had a land tax. <laughs> if we had a land tax. If we had a land tax, it wouldn't be as bad. Oh, right. So listen, right. the next part of this, I don't really want to go into it, and I'm not going to stay here, because it's so dark and such a bummer. And that's not to take away from anyone that was hurt. I'm I'm sorry. So while I was deep diving into this Jeffree Star bullshit, um, that band that he went on tour with, Blood on the Dance Floor. Yeah. Stuff started coming out about the lead singer of this band, uh, who goes by the name Davi Vanity. Again, emo from okay. MySpace. Davi Vanity. I think his name's David. Yeah, and basically every emo band, almost. It's the reason why it's like basically just Fallout Boy and Paramore left. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it's like, and Pretty even bad. Paramore had problems. They got yeah. rid of those members. Thank God. Yeah. So like, the what's left of Paramore now? We're keeping. Paramore we yeah, have. No, we are. <laughs> Haley Williams is sacrosanct in this household. Yeah. Framed and, pictures. Yeah, we I, honor her. I need her to not be involved with any of these She's people. She's not. And she isn't. No, she isn't. No. And but but I already, now that you're saying it, and with the date that I know we're around 2018, 2019, uh-huh. I know what you're about to say is going to be terrible. It's an emo band from the early 2000s. Uh-huh. And they were very popular on MySpace. And they went on tour with Jeffree Star. Okay. Go so ahead. the lead singer, Davi Vanity, uh, over 21 women have come out to claim that he coerced or um, groomed them. Okay. And most statistically, most of these people were under the age of 18 when he did this. Yep. So he had a pattern of trying to lure young girls that were there to see the band or at the rock shows, into his hotel rooms, blah, blah, blah. All right, we, 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 we've all heard these stories. I, yeah, I don't want to go into it because it's, it's, it's... I'm already having a bad time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I don't want to go into it, not because I don't respect what happened to these people. I say people because I believe one of them is non-gender conforming and goes okay. by they, them. And so what... Okay, in 2010, Jeff Jeffrey tweeted that... He was no longer associating with Davi Vanity. Also, I just have to say, I love all of these people. Every time they have break up with a friend, they have to announce it. Yeah. Like when I stop talking to a friend, I just stop talking to them. I don't need to like go yeah. on the social media and be like, I am no longer associating with but, this. But person. see, that's the thing is you're not a narcissist and you're Ugh. not using everyone around you. And mm. so Jeff had Jeffrey Starr has to create dividing lines yeah. and state outright. I'm not dealing with these people. Like, for me, like, there's some people from my past who I don't want to deal with. I just blocked them and moved on. Yeah. And then my life got better. Yeah. And, like, that's kind of the goal is when you have somebody who sucks in your life, just cut them off. Yeah. But these guys are such narcissists that they also want to show that the people that they were doing stuff with, that they aren't going to be as good without them. So as people like Bitch Tati... Bitch bitter. Yeah. Because I'm doing better without her. Yeah, exactly. And so when these people have to sit there and state, 
I'm no longer associated with that person, you are going to see two things happen. One, I'm going to get better and they're going to suck because if they had, if they had just stayed good with me, then yeah. they could have been up here on my come up. So fun fact yeah. of what you just said, 2010 Jeffrey tweets that he uh, saw Davi take young girls back to his hotel room and it was 100% illegal, right? He states clearly in 2010 he saw this and that he's cutting him off and never going to be part of his life again because of what he saw when it comes to the exploitation of young women at these rock and roll shows. 2010. In 2011... He goes on Twitter and says he's doing a music collaboration with Davi Vanity and the band, and they're going on tour in 2013. 2012, they get together and they go on a new tour. Again, they're still touring at this point. uh, Jeffree Star has never acknowledged again what he said in 2010. Okay. He never acknowledges that he said, I saw him doing this. Yeah. He just says, he doesn't say anything. He just stops talking about it, makes music with him again, and goes on tour with him again. And then the reason that this came up is that for me to, because again, I didn't know this. I wasn't watching any of this in 2010 or 2012. Um, in 2020, Chris Hansen was doing an expose on Davi Vanity. Okay. Chris Hansen. Yeah. The Catch Predator guy. Yeah. And so the Catch Predator guy is like, this Davi Vanity guy is so terrible. We have to like do an expose on him. Yeah. And he has Jeffree Star on. So Je- the only reason Jeffree Star ever talks about it again is because Chris Hansen asked him to? Exactly. Because now he can get press. And while he's on, it's a, like a, kind of like a Zoom call, because again, it's like 2020. Yeah, yeah. Zoom call. Jeffrey denies everything. He says, I, I didn't mean it that way. I didn't see what I said I saw. It was just a third-party account. I recently talked to people in the band, and they said that they had never seen anything like that. And I trust Because him. he's making sure he doesn't get in trouble with liability. Exactly. Um, also, I found out that in 2012, a different band called New Year's Day was also on tour with them, and that band got kicked off the tour. The lead singer, her name was Ashley. She apparently had witnessed what was going on with Davi Vanity and saw a girl going up to the tour bus with him and warned, or no, she saw a girl going to the tour bus and warned this young girl, hey, don't go onto that tour bus. Trust me, don't go on to that tour bus. Davi Vanity found out what Ashley said about telling that girl to not go near the tour bus and freaked out on her, choked her, and kicked the band off the tour. That's the type of person we're dealing with. What was the name of that band? Blood on the Dance Floor. No, 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 the good band. Uh, New... New Year's, New Year's Day. Day. New, New Year's Day. Day. Okay. Yeah, I can't read my. I stand. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. I'm no, not... don't stand anyone. We what, don't know. But no, I'm no, no. New Year's Day, and she at least tried to stop the fucker. Yeah. Jeffrey Star's out here tweeting and then claiming know, it never I happened. Know. I'm just so. This makes me so nervous because you can't be like, oh, they were good for this one moment, but then you never know. Yeah. My God. Okay. All right, page four. We're almost done, okay? We said we weren't going to do two hours. I never said that. You made a promise to the people. I didn't make it. Okay, listen. We're almost done, I promise. We're sticking to one topic from here on out. Fine. All right, so someone makes a YouTube video. I forget who. I don't remember right now. What year is this? This is 2020. We're we're getting really close, okay? Okay, we're almost 2019, 2020, in that timeline. A video pops up on YouTube with a person whose name I do not remember. And he says that he overheard a phone call because he was friends with Jeffrey and Shane. 
and he overheard a phone call where Jeffrey and Shane were talking shit on James Charles. And it sounded like they were orchestrating the fall of James Charles by manipulating Tati. Okay. So this video gets posted. And then the internet, again, goes crazy. Did Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson orchestrate... A conspiracy. A conspiracy to get Tati to make the Bye Sister video. Yeah. By feeding her lies and manipulating her. So they could sell a makeup literally called Conspiracy. See? You're with me here. Oh, no! (laughs) Okay. Oh, my God. Why is history written by the dumbest people? (laughs) So then... What happens is, Tati... Oh, okay, okay, before Tati. So, that comes out. Now, again, there's all these crazy internet stands, and I don't know exactly who. It could have been anyone on the internet. I theorized that it was Jeffree Star stands, because the Jeffree Star cult is such a strong cult that I think they sensed that if Shane was going to go down, they weren't going to let Shane ship take Jeffree. Okay. So, but I can't say that for sure. But lots and lots of people on the internet, at that moment that that video came out and people started talking about the takedown of James Charles, um, uh, what's his name? Shane Dawson started, videos started popping up, tweets started popping up, people started sharing all this shit from the early YouTube stuff. Yeah. So I had never seen. Yeah. I didn't know about this. Very ped, I don't, are we allowed to say that? It's like pedophile, like pedophile stuff. I don't know what you're supposed to say. So it's very, the, just watching you fall over your words about that. I don't know what's appropriate. We could probably say it was, um, I mean, okay, so with early YouTube stuff, because I don't know how far, or with early Twitter, there, and you weren't there. And I, I know you there. weren't there. I was busy. Okay, so I was there. So here's what I want to inform you about a belief that early internet had. Okay. Okay? Remember, we're talking about Mm pre-2008. Specifically 2008. Okay. I don't know if you know this, but on the internet from about 2000 to 2000, basically 2016, Mm -hmm. uh, racism had been solved. Oh. Like there was no racism. Really? All racism was ironic. Oh. And everyone on the internet agreed. Because, and this is very important, mm-hmm. because everyone on the internet, for the most part, were white guys. Yeah. So racism, misogyny, homophobia, every time you mention it, it was ironic. Mm-hmm. Okay? That was the idea. And even I was sold on this to a degree, because I would see, like, virulent anti-Semitism, and I'd be laughing, because I'm like, no one would actually believe this Holocaust joke. And then 2016 happens and Trump gets elected and all the people who we thought were joking joking. came out of the woodwork. We're like, I meant everything I posted for the last 16 years. And he went, oh shit. So uh, specifically Shane Dawson used to have basically blackface characters. That's what I was going to bring up next. Yeah. He's like all these blackface characters. But he had blackface characters, all this different stuff. But you'll go back and you go back to everything especially. And he was into like weird puppets. Yeah. All this different stuff though. But all of it was supposed to be taken as irony. Mm -hmm. So all of it was sold to everyone. Everyone across the internet at those times is you're seeing a character that this person... This person's putting on. Mm-hmm. Now, in the case of Shane Dawson, you're seeing a character put on this blackface character. Yeah. Because the Shane you're seeing isn't the real Shane, like Stephen Colbert. 
Yeah. Right? So there's Stephen Colbert on the Colbert Report. Yeah. We all knew it wasn't the actual Stephen Colbert. No. The Stephen Colbert on the Colbert Report, it's the Stephen Colbert of the Colbert Report. He's completely different. Which is why so many conservatives hate Stephen Colbert now. Because they fell in love with the character Stephen Colbert. They thought that was real? Yes. That's dumb. That it's was... insane. That's. <laughs> but that's also what happened with Shane. So when he starts doing that pivot that you're talking about, yeah. that's another character. Yeah. We don't know who the real Shane Dawson is through any of this because we're watching somebody go through all of these motions. And so at the end of the day, he's someone who's trying to game a system. It's the same reason why I don't like Mr. Beast. And he can go cure blindness for a thousand people. I'm still not going to trust the fucking guy. I love the conspiracy people that think that he's the devil because he's the beast. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, he's the Antichrist. So he's already been feeding over a thousand people. Uh And now he's curing blindness. All these different things. But bringing it all back into this, especially with early YouTube and those things, there were a lot of very successful blackface creators who did not wear blackface, Uh but did hood accents. Oh, God. So if you go back, because this character was like Laquanda or Shaquanda or something like that. It was just something like really. But there were a lot of those on early YouTube, E-Bombs World, a lot of pre-YouTube. You would find people doing accents and doing impersonations of other ethnicities that were not their own. And the reason it was allowed is because we had an assumption everyone can get the internet. Yeah. It didn't mean everybody had the infrastructure or the funds to be able to afford the internet, especially high-speed internet to be able to watch videos well. Yeah. People keep forgetting that while there were households in the U.S. that had internet access, they were still on dial-up until 2014. Yeah. So when you start hearing people complain about SJWs and cancel culture and the, the rise of all this different stuff, and, oh my God, well, why do we have to, why do we care you know, what racist people are on TV shows. Why are we talking about representation? It's because at that point, finally, people who were not representative finally had access to smartphones, mm-hmm. higher speed internet connections, and were finally joining the conversation on places like Reddit, 4chan, YouTube comment sections, and all these, Twitter, mm-hmm. all these different areas where they weren't. White people assumed they were. Yeah. And assumed they didn't have a problem with it. But also white people knew well enough that for the black people in their life, they weren't showing them St. Shane Dawson doing this blackface character. Yeah. And again, not wearing actual blackface, but wearing a do-rag, yeah. drinking grape soda, like doing all this sort of yeah, stuff, when using I a hood it, accent. I was like, when I saw this stuff come out, I was like, in because I, I was just like, why? How did this get on the internet? Why yeah. would you put this up? Yeah, because again, it's like, I'm because you weren't there. Wasn't there. So I want to put this into that context for you, which is there was an, it was ironic racism. I love racism. the assumption that everybody had access to the internet. Because that's how it was sold. Everyone, so you're Everyone's on the internet. If you go back and go watch anything from like 2007, especially right before Twitter comes out, because mm-hmm. Twitter, again replaced basically AOL chat rooms. Yeah. So like before that you had people and everyone was very segmented, but you could still access anywhere. There was no dress code that said that you couldn't go join a forum. Yeah. 
There's no way, and we had no yeah. way of knowing your race. It's just like a. It just reminds me a lot of when I first moved out here, and like everybody has a car. Yeah. Right. But like the assumption, because like, I didn't have my driver's license, mm. and when I talked to people out here, they were a shocked, a guffawed, but. When I was growing up, not everybody had a car. Yeah. People that had cars were like, it was like, oh, look at you. Yeah. And like the general assumption from a place filled with people of a higher socioeconomic standing that yes, everyone has a car. And it's like, no, a lot of people have to take the bus and the bus can take an hour each way. And like, but just this not understanding of what people that don't have money are going through. Having a washer dryer in your house is a luxury. Yeah. Oh there's my God. there's people don't when understand. When I first that. got my first washer dryer, oh shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Having a washer dryer in your unit? Yeah. Like not even just your house, your unit. Your own. Having your own. And then having one at least in your building yeah. is still a luxury. Because when these you are selling points. Go to the laundromat, you end up spending three hours of your life yes. that other people could be on fucking YouTube making weird racist videos. Yes. You and, gotta move the laundromat. But but again, at the same exact time too. Shane Dawson is also from a time where, like, having a viral video meant 100,000 people watched it. Oh, my God, this is huge and viral. You're going to be on the local news. Oh, God. So, like, you didn't have to have 15 million views on a video for it to be super viral. Yeah. Remember, like, people like Chewbacca Mom and all these other people from back then. I don't know who that is. You're welcome. All these people from back then, like, when you go back and look at when look at articles from yeah. that time, like, they're losing their mind because this person was seen by 50,000 people. Wow. Wait, listen, we have to get back on No, that. I know, I know. But the last thing I'm just going to say about this okay. is is shame comes from that time. I, I'm not forgiving. I know. I'm not saying. I'm putting into context. Okay. Which which is why it's so shocking that Shane would work with Jeffrey. Yeah. Because Jeffrey has been there since 2003. Yeah. Jeffrey has survived everything. Yeah. In pro wrestling terms, Jeffrey is TNA wrestling. Like... It should career should have been dead ages ago, but no. keeps showing up and keeps hitting uppercuts. Co- cockroach baby, yeah, cockroach. surviving. Probably honestly, with all the body transformation, probably is made of like twenty five percent cockroach. At well, this point. yeah, I mean plastics. Yeah. Okay, where was I? So Shane Dawson, when this video comes out, everybody on the internet pulls up Shane Dawson's past. He gets canceled, and like by canceled, I of course mean is being held accountable for past actions people are asking for an explanation like yo why the fuck did you think this was okay yeah and i watched a few of the things because i was like what do you mean because again i thought he was just spooky guy doing like spooky silly videos with his friends which is why i don't know if you noticed back then you would show me like oh my god i'm watching the same dawson video about like paranormal activity and i was like "Mm." i gave you side eye about it (laughs) because again my context of him was oh he's the weird guy who does stupid characters yeah i had no idea yeah exactly no i was like oh he's on the queen anne i think the queen anne is so fun anyway um he gets canceled schmanceled so then still has 10 million dollars still has 10 million dollars he makes a tweet okay you're pulling it up i'm pulling it up because i don't remember it i remember when it got posted because i thought it was hilarious (sighs) okay it's titled my final thoughts on the beauty world now i have to i have to tell you something oh my god it's so long shane dawson it's two images underneath oh my god oh the tweet itself is like five words the thing is that i and i know i said this already 
But Shane Dawson isn't a beauty YouTuber. No. He doesn't make makeup. No. He doesn't know how to put pretty makeup on his face like Jeffree Star. No. He doesn't... He, he is not part of this at all. He, the only thing he probably knows that he probably knows about makeup is how to put on the right makeup to get rid of glare for the ring light camera. There you go. So now he has final thoughts on the beauty world. Shane is also gay and out. Yeah, he's engaged to a guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Ryan, Ryland. Or whatever. I but no, but I, I, just, I just wanted to just say again, we're just going back into this whole circle. Again, this is a new gay man trying to get in the makeup world and suddenly legs cut out. All right. But no, he got in. He had, he had no experience. None. He's not good at it. Yeah. He's not like uh, uh, generally attractive. He doesn't keep himself well kept. He looks kind of dirty all the time. Yeah. And then he puts on one blue eyeshadow and suddenly makes $10 million because he's a white guy. Yeah. Oh my God. Infuriating. Okay. So my final thoughts on the beauty world. Welcome to the circus. A few questions that I have been getting lately. Did I know that she was thinking about making a video? Yes. Did I tell her to make a video? No. Did I have any involvement in this video? No. Time. He's talking about Tati. Yes. Okay. Listeners, remember 25 minutes ago? (laughs) (laughs) That's not my fault. I know. But I just want to keep them because I know that a lot of people listen to this while doing jobs or doing tasks around the house. We are over two hours and 11 minutes in. We did it again. We did it again. I told you. But I just want to tie it back. And I know I had a big aside. Yeah. All right, but he's talking about whether or not he knew Tati made a whether video. Whether or not he orchestrated the fall of James Charles yes. by manipulating Tati to make the Bi Sister video. Yes, which uh, would allow him and Jeffree Star to push two makeup palettes, one of which was called Conspiracy. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, and number four, did I orchestrate it? No. Did I warn James Charles about the video? No. Why? For reasons that I will never discuss. We've spoken privately on it, and that's that. Do I think James Charles is the devil? No. Do I think he was a young, egocentric, power-hungry guru who needed to be served a slice of humble pie the size of the fucking Empire State Building? Yes. Whoa, whoa, what? What? He said that about, Shane said that about James Charles. Yeah. This episode's about Jeffree Star. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm just fucking, oh my God. What? He's fucking... Okay. Okay. I'm not going to read the rest of it because I have a surprise for you. Look at me. That... You thought that was that? It's actually... Shut the... What is this, a fucking Bible? It's uh, six pages long. That's the... But two-sided pages. Two-sided pages. There's two columns on each page. He just keeps going into how he didn't manipulate Tati. He didn't say that this is what was going to happen. He apologized for putting the promo clips in the documentary about the drama, but he decided the last minute wasn't appropriate. Shane. Shane. And, you know, he knows that beauty YouTubers are dramatic, and he includes his best friend Jeffrey in that, but you have to know that that's just how Jeffrey is, and that he's leaving the beauty community because it's just Because he made $10 million. Because he made $10 million. You don't need to do it. Well, he says that the beauty community is too toxic. Because he made that million fucking dollars. He can say whatever the fuck he wants. I know. He got the bag. I know. He's honestly, 
That move right there, the smartest fucking move I've heard out of everything else. Because everyone else needs to keep building. They literally make money just to be able to put it back into a new LLC to then generate more revenue to yep. pay off the expenses of the next one to keep for their fucking retained earnings. Shane Dawson made it at least probably $5 million, right? Because yep. if, you, if you assume they split 50-50, honestly, yeah. it's probably closer. At the end of the 25%. day, yeah, it's probably like yeah, $2.5 million of revenue maybe. Mm-hmm. So after you deal with expenses, all those things. He made a million dollars at least. Yep. Right? He made a million fucking dollars. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah, I'm good. I don't need to do this. Oh, shit. That guy, that guy heated fast. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. He's like, I was racist on the internet for years and no one brought it up. Yeah. But I get a little close to Jeffree Star and all of a sudden. Oh, my God. Okay. So then he posts that. Tati makes oh. a response video. Oh, my God. We're not even at 2020 yet. Are Babe, we? we're here. Tati makes a response video called Breaking My Silence. Oh, Jesus. It's very emotional. She cries. She's got that Oprah glow lighting. And she says that, yes, she was manipulated and fed poisonous lies by, from Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson about James Charles. She lets the world know that she has apologized to James Charles and he has accepted her apology. But that she feels, you know, obviously broken. She called him a predator. Yeah. Over gummies. I know. <laughs> he forgave her. She said, okay. And she implied she, he was a child molester. Yup. Okay. And she cries a lot and plays the victim big time. Okay. She is the victim of mean Jeffree Star and mean Jane, uh, Shane Dawson. And it's not her fault that she bullied a teen boy. And called him a sexual predator online. Okay. Um, and then she says she's taking a break from the internet, obviously. Now, there's a video. I I didn't look over it, but I remember when it got posted. When this video, Tati video, went live, Shane Dawson was on Instagram Live filming just like a video. And then he saw he started watching the Tati video and started screaming. And one of the, like, she talks about, like, I think maybe like being molested and then he starts screaming I was the one that was molested and then it's like you're a liar and starts like screaming at the screen and it's like it's you clearly see a break in the facade that is this person and then his partner comes in and tells him to turn off the phone and he does that's the end of the video and that was the last time I've seen Shane Dawson on the internet honestly because like after that video posted the world lost track of him well, and, and then 2020 literally takes yeah. off. 2020 takes off. Because it, it's like all of this is happening yeah. at the beginning of the pandemic, too. Yeah. So everyone turned and just watched Tiger King. Exactly. And then we took to the streets. Yeah, we were busy. Yeah. Um, okay, so then Jeffree Star issues a fake apology again, saying that he's not going to say anything about what happened. And, you know, he just, again, he's, he never admits to being a part of it. He never takes any accountability for his actions. He just, it's like a very overarching, the, what one thing that he does that pissed me off because I, when I rewatched it is he does that thing where he says, you know, there's just so much going on in the world that we shouldn't be focusing on things that are this unimportant. Okay. Okay. And that upsets me on a level I can't, I don't know if I can express clearly because it's like, yes, Jeffrey. The world is fucking garbage. It's burning and shattering around us every day. We're all living with the demoralizing grief 
and sadness that comes with watching all of our dreams and hopes turn to dust around us as like the world collapses with no hope, right? Like we're all witnessing that. So sometimes it's nice to put on a silly YouTube video about fucking nothing important and get a little dopamine in our brains and be like, oh my God, this silly video I saw on YouTube and this dumb drama that is stupid. And so like, that's your bread and butter, Jeff. Mm. Like the only reason I knew about Jeffree Star is because Kat Von D video years ago, I was like, oh man, I got nothing else going on tonight. Look at this crazy video. This is funny. Oh, I'm going to read up on this drama. Which is how I end up with any lore in my brain at all. Yeah. It's because I'm like, don't want to think about the world for 20 minutes. Let me go read something dumb on Reddit. Yeah. Right? And so, like, for him to use that as his cop-out was, like, you shouldn't be focusing on the fact that I set up a young man to fail so that I can make $10 million. Because there's, you know, things are going bad. Just made me really mad. And I hope I expressed how mad it made me. Because I don't know if I got it out right. But what happens after this is 2020 hits and there's a pandemic. I don't know if you heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jeffree Star decides that he uh, needs to leave California, as many a wealthy do, to go to Montana. Yeah. Uh, well, and part of that's pandemic related and part of that's tax evasion. It's tax evasion. Um, but a big part of it's also because they were like, oh my God, look, and people out here in California make me like care about other people. I have to wear a mask. I can't go to places. Yeah. Let me go to this red state where everybody will just let me be. And yeah. So he moved to Montana and bought a yak farm. Okay. And he told the whole world that he made videos about it, obviously. It's content. He sold his big mansion. That was a video. He said he was going to Montana to open a yak farm. That was a video. And then he showed the videos of his yaks and their, you know, and names. And he loved them and they were his pets. And he talked about how they were his pets and they were going to, like, kind of like the way that you have, like, um, like animals that are for like rehab, like they, yeah, yeah. they're like his like rehab pets. Like yeah, yeah they, I pet them and they make me fun. emotional support. Emotional support, yaks. That's what Jeffrey Star got. Okay, and so he goes out there. This is also the same timeline in which Kanye's in Montana. I don't know if you remember, but there was like a weird thing where Jeffrey Star yeah. was like linked up with Kanye in a weird way. But that was never proven to be true or not. Um, but whatever. So currently, if you want to know what the current, uh, the most current drama was that Jeffree Star recently added a shit ton more yaks to his farm and started selling yak meat and yak jerky. So he said they're emotional support yaks, and now he's chopping them up, killing them, and selling them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then his explanation was that those first 15 ones that we all met and they had names, I didn't meet them, but the ones he made videos about, he not them, they're the good ones. (laughs) No! He just bought a whole bunch of other ones, and those are the ones he's killing for meat. And selling. You can go on his website and buy Jeffree Star Yak Meat Beef Jerky. I'm not going to, but you could. Don't do it. Don't spend our money that way. So, are you, uh, is that brought us up to today? Um, no, because te- that is the most recent controversy that I've seen, other than the NFL player thing. Yeah. But I didn't read in that because I don't care. Yeah. I just thought the gun thing was funnier. Well, so, when you when you said that Shane, you're like, and then Shane, I went and checked. Yeah. Shane, uh... Uh, I like look on Instagram because yeah. like all narcissists stay on Instagram. Yeah, of course. Shane Dawson still has seven point seven million followers on Instagram. Because that's what being canceled is. Um, and on 
November 1st, mm-hmm. he posted the promo for his new three-part Shane Dawson series, The New World of Jeffree Star. Oh, look, he's on a yak farm. Yeah, and then... When's that come out? out? That came out November 1st. Oh, I didn't watch it. The first episode... <laughs> I didn't even know it existed. The first episode was called The Cancelled World of Jeffree Star. No, I didn't do enough research. And then... And then you can see on the New World Jeffree Star Part 2, link in bio, you can see some images of Shane just oh, looking upset. They're not wearing makeup. Just looking they're upset. Wearing gray hoodies and looking upset. Yeah, he's just in a pinball arcade. God. Um, and then as of January 12th mm-hmm. of this year, Shane yep. Dawson and his fiance got married. Okay, well, Mazel Tov, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. 611,000 likes. So, yeah, you know, obviously lost a lot of fans. Yeah, suffering. I mean, the, the the New World of Jeffree Star promo uh, was 260,000 likes. We're talking about a pretty big fall-off comparatively for him. Um, yeah, he might be He might be at a level, Shane Dawson might be at a level where it's like, uh, oh, man. Anyway. All right, now I'm just looking at Instagram. Okay, stop looking at Instagram. Okay. Here's the thing. At the beginning of this thing, what I said was, the listeners and the people in the comments said they wanted to hear my thoughts on Michaela. Mm-hmm. Again, Michaela messed up. Michaela might be a bit of a fraud when it comes to her accent and her blurring filter. Whatever. Yeah. She said, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. And Jeffree Star is back on social media. And what did he say in all those apology videos? I'm not going to jump into drama anymore. I'm not going to insert myself in the drama anymore. That's the dark side of my soul. And what is the way he comes back? Bullying Michaela. He made a TikTok calling her a fraud and a sham. And, you know, getting in her, like, just being himself like he always is. Mm -hmm. Jumping into drama and making a really aggressive video. And so, like, that's my my whole thought is, like, I, um, I don't like that he's back. Yeah. Because he's not a good person, and I don't think he deserves success, but I also know that he is like a charismatic cult leader, and so there's nothing you can do to stop people like that, and it's really annoying. It makes me uh, upset. Well, the good news is now he's on a compound in the Midwest, so you know that always ends well. Yeah, for cult leaders. They love a compound. Yeah, they love a compound in the Midwest. In the middle of nowhere with a bunch of yaks. Yeah. (laughs) What could go wrong? What could go wrong is... Two and a half hours of my life vanishing. <laughs> this is what you signed up for. I don't know what you want me to do. I just... Okay. There was so much. And there were so many twists and turns. I like to have a good time. Okay. And I wanted to take you on a little trip. It wasn't little. I know. It was... That's fucking well, we Gilligan. Three-hour <laughs> tour. A three-hour... Now we're here just on Jeffree Star Island. That's... Scary. Oh my god. Rather... That's where you get hunted. Yeah, that's definitely a hunt, hunting people island. Yeah, it's a hunting people island. No, I mean, the thing that gets with all these people is constantly, time and time again, is it's never enough. No. It's never enough. It's never enough. It's never enough. And it just drives me insane. And I can't tell what their drive is to want this much. You yeah. know? Like, it doesn't make sense at the end of the day of, like, what do you How need? How much more do you need? Yeah. Like, you have a yak farm. At this point... Like, is he still making makeup? Yeah. He's got fucking dual income streams? Oh, he's got even more than that. He has, like, his company where he makes the makeup. They also make the merch and makeup for other com- for other YouTubers and oh, stuff. Oh, fuck off. Okay. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. Like, 
if you go back... He diversified his portfolio yeah. early in the game. Oh, my God. And since 2003, he was, like, huge on MySpace. Yeah. That's the part that drives me, because, like, that's the thing, is I was around during all those times, and I wasn't, like, trying to be famous, but I was like, oh, let me poke at this and see if this, like, does something. It wasn't my only thing. I was trying to get laid. Okay. But it doesn't sound like Jeffree Star cared about that. Jeffrey was just like, if I have a million people at all times... Yeah. Somebody. You just reminded me I forgot something. What did you forget? So, like, in between the MySpace days and the original start of his makeup line, he actually promoted a different makeup line that, like, you can only find in the deep, dark part of the internet where you, like, can find old websites. Yeah. Um, are we allowed to say the Nazi word? Yeah, you can say okay, Nazi. It, this isn't TikTok, babe. I don't know what we we're allowed to say. We called Kat Von D a Nazi, like, 16 oh, times. Right. She is a Nazi. Okay, so he had a company called Lipstick Nazi. That was his original makeup company name, Lipstick Nazi. Ironic racism, see? Yeah, and it had a backwards pink sparkly swastika in the logo. Uh-huh. And that was Lipstick Nazi. And then in the promo videos was him, like, cutting himself. And it was all that, like, what? emo MySpace stuff. And then that website got wiped, and that's when he came up with Jeffree Star Cosmetics right after that. Yeah, well, I mean, that was the same thing when you mentioned his band, right? I went and looked up Jeffree Star on iTunes. Yeah. And the last single is him uh, shoving his fingers down his throat and clearly vomiting pink. Yeah. Because he's leaning into the bulimia, you know, and all that different stuff. He's, he's just trying to be shocking. Yeah. But all these guys then always try to, like, they always go shocking for a while, and then they hit a critical mass where they're like, oh, shocking is going to hold me back now. Yeah. So then they have one of two options. They can either stay shocking forever, mm -hmm. or they can do a Gene Simmons. Ugh. Which, yeah. is, which is now go from being shocking to demons spitting blood, playing bass. Just boomer it up. Yeah, just boomer it up. You lean it, you merchandise everything possible about mm. you. You know, all this different stuff. It goes from rock and roll being scary to rock and roll is what we play for babies. Yeah. And meanwhile, anyone else who's doing something slightly different, who is younger or newer than you, they are the true groomer. Yeah. You got to get rid of them. Yeah. Swipe their legs out as fast as possible. Manipulate somebody else to do it. And also, I just want to say, Jeffree Star looks like um, Gary Oldman from Bram Stoker's Dracula okay. when he comes down. The, the stairs. Like, I wanted to say Nosferatu before, but like, no. Because that big bouffant, like yeah. the dual bouffant, wearing the red robe, just coming down. Ah. Yeah, that's the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, anyway, that's my, uh... That's my, our episode. That's the episode. That's all I had to tell you about Jeffree Star. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I've cursed you with too much. We're at two hours and 28 minutes. If we just sit here for another minute 30... Mm-hmm. It'll hit two hours and 30 minutes on the dot. I did read one comment that said, it's okay that they're long. I hope they're fucking happy. Well, you, I just, I had so much to say. Okay. Um, I apologize, but I hope you enjoy my long-winded story. Um, if you've made it this far, please, <laughs> please at least go look at the Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Pearlmania500. You can follow us on Instagram Pearlmania 500. You can follow us on TikTok, Pearlmania 500. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. On Tumblr, Pearlmania 500. Don't follow us there or on Facebook. Hey, but also, if you join the Patreon and become a team member, you can give me ideas and then I can learn things and then tell them to Alex. Yeah. And as you, you, you know, he loves it. 
So think of the best things to tell me. Um, with that being said, y'all, thank you so much for your continued support. We've had a, a, just thousands of listeners for the first two episodes. Really blown away by it. Yeah, it's awesome. It's been feeling really, really good. And um, thank you for joining on our this parasocial ride <laughs> for as long as we can do it. I have so much editing in front of me right now. Oh, stop complaining. You have I, nothing else to do. I have to go to sleep. No. That's it. That's the end of the episode. Nice. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 